What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode one of season two of Hit the Books, the podcast here to give you all the sports news, sports talk, sports gambling, sports trends, sports coverage, you name it in sports, and we at Hit the Books want to deliver it to you. If you're new to the podcast, especially for season two, be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Those can be found in the link in the description below. Week off last week, week on this week, NFL football just one week away. It's going to be an electric episode. Huff with some news regarding the Hit the Books crew that we've been keeping under wraps for a little bit now. This episode, we got a great slate for you. Before we jump into our normal weekly NFL game-by-game analysis of week one, we thought it'd be only appropriate to have a week zero episode highlighting all the futures, season awards, division conference, and Super Bowl winners alike to show you guys what we're liking and why. Not to mention, we will review our normal headlines for all the sports leagues, just like each and every week. Without further ado, let's introduce my co-hosts, the men of the hour, Huff and Mackie. Boys, week zero of the 2022 NFL season. I'm so ready. Mackie, we're starting off with you this week. Hope you got some good futures locked in. Now's the time. What's happening, my man? What's going on? I love that intro, Jesse. Great start to season two. Yeah, we're back. Season two, week zero. Uh, excited to get going. We are one week away from the NFL. Couldn't be. I know we've all talked about it for last two months just waiting on this uh this to be here so couldn't be more excited we you know we got a lot of stuff to talk about so yeah it's basically it good stuff good stuff huff let's shoot it over to you you're here with me in person you got some good news for us filling in what's been going on inside the hit the books crew what's happening buddy yeah so uh what's going on everyone happy to be back like you said season two um week zero like you said, some big news coming up this week in uh, the Hit the Books world. I'd like to announce that Alex Ventura, former uh, guest a couple of times on the pod, will be joining us full-time uh, as a co-host, uh, former West give Virginia hockey clap. player. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause here. <laughs> uh, former Dub V hockey player with Mackie and myself, uh, West Virginia alumni. See the see the Dub V on the hat. We're getting ready for the backyard brawl on Thursday. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But Ace, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks for the big introduction. Uh, like you said, I've been here before, so if anybody remembers me, then we've had some good picks before the Super Bowl. I think we picked that one to a T. Can't yeah. remember who was on Bengals, but I was on the Rams, if you recall. I had the Bengals, yeah. Let the record. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like I've said, um, from the smallest town in the smallest uh, state in the country, so West Grand Rhode Island, got to put it on the map somehow. So we mix that with a little bit of the New England fan base and uh, mentality. I feel like we can give some good insight to the show. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you. I think everyone else is. Obviously, the uh, the conversation we had, I think it went pretty uh we were all kind of in the same boat, wanting to join forces. Like you said, it's been uh, kind of long overdue, I think you said, but... Couldn't have said it better myself. Happy to have you. Definitely. Now it is time to move forward to our week zero portion of the episode. We're ready to go over all the futures, win totals, season awards, winners through the divisions, conference, Super Bowl. So let's jump right in. Ace, why don't you introduce our guest? First time guest, what do you got? Well, I got a good one for us today. Just like introducing myself, a New England-minded person. I actually got my brother, Anthony Ventura. They call him Big Hoss. Um, but you want some different thoughts on the NFL? Here's one for you: a Baltimore Ravens fan from New England during the Patriots dynasty. That tells you this guy likes football, knows a lot about it. Might not know the right things, but he definitely has some good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So, uh, do you guys want me to come in now? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I'm so happy to have you guys here. Honestly, like, what a better introduction from my brother. I mean, I uh, like you said, I'm definitely long time sports fan. Big, big time Ravens fan. Um, I won't bore you with too many of the details as to how that happened, but if uh, you don't know, the 2000, to, like I guess now Ravens defense, just that's what got me into football. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, my boy T Sizzle. Like when you're talking top defenses in the NFL, uh, I'm sure all of our minds go back to NFL 2004 playing as Ray Lewis, just rocking guys. I mean, that's that's history of football to me and that's just nfl street nfl street two with ray lewis <laughs> oh my god just way too op and that's nothing better like, that's football to me so definitely happy to be here guys thanks for having me on yeah no problem definitely happy to have you we're gonna get into some uh, futures bets um i think we're gonna start with we want to start with the win totals or division winners what do you guys think i think we could do you want to start with the division winners and as we go through the divisions we kind of hit on those teams win totals I think that's a great idea to do that. All right, we'll just start right off, right off top. We're going to start right up in the AFC East with uh, Aces, New England Patriots, but the uh, the favorite of the division, the Buffalo Bills, actually the Super Bowl favorite as well. The Bills are a minus 230 favorite on FanDuel to win the AFC East. Uh, the Miami Dolphins coming in right behind them at plus 450. Your New England Patriots sitting right behind them in third at plus 500. And the New York Jets sitting at twenty to one to win the AFC East. Uh, Ace, we'll let you start this off. Um, I don't know if I'm hoping this isn't too biased of a pick. I don't know who <laughs> you have coming out of the AFC East this year, wearing the Mac Jones jersey. How do we think the Patriots handle his sophomore season? Uh, what do you think happens in the AFC East this year? Well, first off, I'd just like to often start by saying that Mac Jones was a Pro Bowler last year, so. Just remember he that. hit the gritty in the Pro Bowl, dude. Yeah, saw. yeah. No, but coming off, the first thing I think of when I see those odds is the Buffalo Bills are the most overrated team to get bounced from the playoffs year in and year out. Um, coming in as the summer Super Bowl champions in 2022, that doesn't really mean much. You don't get a Lombardi for that. But minus 230 is a pretty hefty line. Um, I like that. That they come in with that, with that line is every other quarterback is so young. I know Josh Allen is young, but – the only other quarterback in that division with playoff experience under his belt is the one and only Mac Jones. Um, yeah, Tua Tagovailoa bolstered his roster with Tyreek Hill, Chase Edmonds, and some new coaching staff. I still think that team's a ways away. Tua Tagovailoa is not him. I think that team could end up finishing the bottom of the division um, if the Jets can pick a few games in their light schedule. Um, I still think... Regardless of who's that quarterback in New York, it could be Zach Wilson, it could be Mike White, it could be Joe Flacco. It could have been the best guy they had in Chris Strebler. But uh, whoever it is about taking the snaps in New York isn't going to do much. So it's really just a two-horse race. So I think you got to go with the Bills, which is a tough thing to say for me as a Patriots fan. But the Patriots are going to be in that same spot they were last year, sniffing around that division but right in the wild card hunt. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. So as I was ripping through some of the team's win totals, and I'll kind of introduce this so we can kind of put it in with the conversation, but uh, the Patriots are sitting at, I saw an eight and a half win total with the over sitting at minus 115. Um, I went through the schedule. Uh, I had them going 2-0 and against the Dolphins, 0-2 uh, against Buffalo. Uh, the, the way the schedule works out, I just think uh, the last game, I think it's week 18 or 17, whatever the new last game is. I still am not used to saying that. 
Uh, the last game in Buffalo, I think that could be another crazy like win weather game like we saw last season. Um, but um, and then I had you going obviously two and zero against the Jets. So I had you guys finishing right around nine and eight, ten and seven. So depending on the upside of the team, I think there's a couple other games that I gave you a, a loss that I could see a win. Uh, a bias one week too. I had the Steelers beating the Patriots. So, um, but that's you know what I mean. That's why I said nine and or ten and seven, nine and eight. So I think there's a couple throughout the schedule that I could have uh, shaken up through. Um, you know what I mean? Wins and losses. Yeah, something I'm definitely like to think about when you think about the Patriots because heads like to talk about how they haven't done too much. They haven't added. They haven't subtracted. They've kind of kept the same roster. Brought old names in on their staff. But one thing I always think about is. Are they a better team than last year? I think so. And they have another year under their belt. If they just went 10-7 and seven and made the playoffs and Mac Jones' rookie year, I think they can supersede that this year. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah. Mac, you got any take? What do you think is coming out of the AFC East last year? Yeah, I know you had a big, pretty big wager on the Bills last year to win the division. Is that something you could be looking at to repeat this year? Yeah, I mean, you got them at – minus 170 last year so it was a little better odds the Patriots did give me a really big scare and uh Bills ended up one game ahead of them but uh I don't I don't think the Patriots are really going to do much this year they're bringing back the same team I think they'll sit right around that win total either eight or nine wins but um I don't think that team is a playoff team this year I think they have to develop Mac Jones a little more maybe make some uh, additions on their roster I mean you still have the best coach in the game you could see that too, yeah. But uh, you still have the best coach in the game, so you can't you can never count them out. But uh, yeah, I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I see them sitting around eight or nine wins. I'd probably go eight. The AFC, the AFC is so deep. That's the thing this year. It's like is yeah. eight win, I, eight wins is not getting you in the playoffs. I think I think the Bills are the only team that come out of that division in the playoffs. I do think the Patriots will come in second, though. I don't think the <laughs> I don't think the Dolphins are going to be very good this year. Ace is just soaking this in. He's like, "Go ahead, get, go, give it I'm to him." I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for his reaction. Yeah, I give it to him. Guys are overrating the rest of the field. I mean, we'll touch on that as we get there. But with all the competition throughout the AFC, I can't see anybody finishing with above 13 wins. I think everybody's going to be around that eight to 12 win mark. So be I have the. See you guys. I have do the you, Bills. I have the Bills finishing 13 and four. Do you think that the Patriots are a top 17 team in the AFC? In the AFC, yeah, the AFC doesn't have. They don't, they probably only, what teams come to your mind when you think of the top teams? I in the think AFC? I think if Deshaun Watson's playing, every single team in that in that uh, AFC North is better than you guys. Well, they have the Patriots' former third string quarterback for eleven weeks in a row, so I don't. Think I'm saying, is. yo, but I'm but I'm saying with if they had bigger or if they had uh, Deshaun Watson, but that's three teams right there that I think are better than you guys. Yeah, if only um, the NFL though. What? If only gets you so far in the NFL. And, dude, Watson. every single team in the AFC West is better than you guys, too. So, Yeah, but once they beat up on each other and they go one and one out there, they're going to finish with eight to ten wins. What do you guys think? You're a powerhouse up in the AFC East? You guys will go three and three in the division. I think we still have the cake division, and we finish in a lower spot than the Bills, so our schedule isn't as hard this year. The defense actually got better younger and faster they added some skilled players on the outside on the offense and their guy their core got a year older so they can just play even better i think and i'm looking at a three and three record in the afc east and unless, unless you guys can win both against miami then you're looking at four and two and maybe you sneak into a playoff spot 
I, see, I'm not high. I'm not high on Miami either this year. So I'm, I think, I'm, I'm like somewhere in the middle of both of you guys. I think that I have them going two and zero against the Dolphins, two and zero against the Jets, and I think they go zero and two against the Bills. And I know I'm the biggest per, I'm the number one person that's going to stand here and say it's so hard to go two and zero or zero and two against a team in your division because you know them so well. You play them twice a year every year. You get a home game and an away game. It's not the the systems. They don't change that much game in and game out. The schemes, everything's going to be the same. It's just going to be the play calling, obviously. And most of it's going to be pretty similar in the NFL, especially in divisional games. Like you look at like me and or Anthony's division, the AFC North. It's like the same games every year, week in and week out for AFC. Like Steelers Ravens, it's going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be who gets who can end end up moving the ball and get up. You know what I mean? Fourteen points on the board. Most of the scores end up being fourteen to ten. Like and like you look at the AFC East. I don't know. I, I have you guys like you said. Mackey's had three and three in the division. I'm sitting there at four and two. Ace, I don't know about you. Yeah, last take I'll give you. I'll give you here. Um, so this will probably be the first hot take of the day. First division might as well have the first hot take. I think that AFC East could have three playoff teams. I don't think any of us are really giving the Miami Dolphins as much credit as we should. I think that AFC West is actually going to only have one playoff team, maybe two. I think they're going to beat up on each other, and those teams aren't going to be able to survive as well as they can. The AFC North on the same page is only one legitimate team, I think, coming out of there. They have the fluky Bengals. You have the young, inexperienced quarterbacks in Pittsburgh, and you have the QB controversy in Cleveland, and then you have a weekend. <laughs> so I think you could see three teams coming out. The, the Dolphins and Patriots were right there last year. I think they both got a lot better. All right, I bit my tongue for way too long, honestly. Like, I, 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 I didn't want to – I've been trying to like keep this like cool. Honestly, this is your podcast. I'm not trying to blow up anybody's spot, but uh, that's absolutely absurd. That is absolutely absurd. I don't know what my brother's smoking yeah. over there. But I want a little bit ahead of that. If he just hopped up on that Mountain Dew, whatever it is. But um, Huff, I think me and you, honestly, um, have more of a realistic view as to what the AFC really looks like. At being a fan of a team from the AFC North, it's it's tight. For you to say there's only one legitimate team to come out of there, you're you got to be on some big time drugs because I actually think, and I'm not trying to gas up Huff at all. I know this is your podcast, and I hate the the Steelers way more than I hate any other team in, in the NFL. But I gotta say honestly, I kind of like what the Steelers have going on, and I, I as an NFL fan, think the Steelers have a better product than the Patriots do as far as a uh, team on the field at this point. Um, I don't really see too much as far as offensive explosion coming out of New England. I think you're going to have to play fast. I think that division's just getting way too athletic for a team that's just going to be able to play small ball, dink and dunk, little passes. There's no real playmaker on that offense. And like you said, Huff, I think that Dolphins team has a lot going on, and they have a lot to figure out. Um, however they're going to use Tyreek Hill, it's going to be um, a really big insight as to how good McDaniel is as a coach down there. Or whatever the hell that guy's name is, but I was just gonna say a lot is depending on what can McDaniel's come in there and do with that new team. They get a guy like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you have your number one receiver. If you're a guy like Tua, you've never had a true weapon. Um, and like A said, I think we are maybe I might be downplaying them a little bit, but um, kind of like you said, Tua isn't that guy, and I, I agree with that statement. I'm just not too high on him yet until he proves me wrong. Um, I've said it for you know what I mean throughout the duration of the, his young NFL career. And I'm going to stick to that point until he proves me wrong. I know, like, kind of, I guess, to allude to Mackey's point, saying that the, the AFC East could be a weak division and only one playoff, one playoff team comes out of that division. Uh, you could maybe see a team like the Dolphins pick up some wins throughout the division. Like, 
Um, you know what I mean? Two and zero against the Jets. Um, you know what I mean? Split against the Patriots, and maybe a Dolphins team goes three and three in the division. Um, is was it last year the Dolphins started out zero and seven and ended up one coming seven. back? One and seven. One and seven. They're one and seven. They finished what nine and eight, eight and nine. Yeah, it was a crazy. Look at what they had. Tua was hurt for a while there, but that defense. I mean, I was I was at that game when they played the Ravens last year, and it shocked me. Whatever I saw from that defense was really like something good and something that I'll remember as a fan of football. But um, as far as that division goes, if you squeak through a few wins, like I said, you've got a whole offense full of playmakers there. Everybody likes to say what they want about that running back situation in Miami, but. That's another guy that you can really give the ball to in a lot of different ways, whether it's through the air or on the ground. And that just kind of speaks to the, um, the legitimacy of that offense because you can't really stop them in all facets of the game, regardless of two as if that, that guy or not. To be honest with you, he really doesn't have to be. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Jalen Waddell. Mike Jacecki's proven he can be a legitimate threat at the tight end position. Um, there's a lot of question marks for the Dolphins, but – I kind of like the, the direction they're going more than whatever's going on in New England. So, um, Alex, I hate to say it, but I, I really don't have too much confidence when it comes to the Patriots in that division this year. Mac, I just have one quick thing to say before you jump in. Um, one thing you are forgetting is, well, two things actually. Football is still a tough game, and it's one in the trenches. The Patriots have a much better O-line than whatever they have in Pittsburgh. I think Huff he's, go out there. He's right about that. He's right um, about that. That's the, lead point. That's the weak link of our it. team offensively and defensively in the trenches that controls the whole game also the dink and dunk offense you were referring to didn't work last year it went 10 and 7 but we actually ousted the guy who installed all that and we have new minds deciding what we're going to do on offense we actually decided that's not the way to go and we're changing our whole offensive scheme if you haven't paid attention to it mac yeah but if you're talking about if you're talking about the trenches (laughs) though and i'm i'm sure i'm sure like hoff can speak to this you want to talk trenches that's what that Steelers team is. So if you're going to start talking about it, that's where it's won. They were, all, they were almost a. They were all. They, they were a playoff team in that division, which not to mention has the unanimous MVP from a few years ago, uh, Joe Burr, and I mean whatever else you want to say about uh, what's going on in, in Cleveland, but that. All right, let's not talk about the AFC North before we get here because I'm sure we're going to spend way too much time there anyway. We'll get right into that right now. Let's just jump right into the AFC North. We got the Ravens sitting at plus 145, the Bengals sitting at plus 170, the Browns sitting at plus 370, and the Steelers sitting at plus 950. Uh, Anthony, I think you kind of you alluded to most of your point, but I'll I'll let you start out on this. Um, So, I mean – I, I when it comes to picking teams to come out of the AFC North, if I, I am scared to even say anything now because last year, um, obviously we saw what happened with the injury situation in Baltimore. Um, it was a strange thing that the that the Steelers made a, a little bit of a run, I guess you could say. And I do think the Bengals are a legitimate team. Don't get me wrong; I do think they're good, but they're very beatable. Um, I, I obviously. I'm a big believer in the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, what they did in this offseason is absolutely applaudable on every facet. The draft, the signings, everything that they've done to better themselves, they put themselves in the best position to win that division. So um, regardless if you want to say Lamar Jackson winning a Mickey Mouse MVP, whatever the hell that even means, um, he's an MVP caliber quarterback. And not to mention, he's he's paying, he's going to get paid this year. So um, he's going to be at his best again. 
And now that Marquise Brown's out of the picture, I actually think the Ravens offense has a better chance to look like that offense that it did back when Lamar Jackson was just taking over it and saying, everybody get on my back. We're going to trust and play my brand of football. So bringing in guys like Isaiah Likely, who's had such a big impact in the preseason already, is going to be a monster this year as far as putting up numbers and being able to do different things against defenses like the Steelers, like the Bengals, that don't really have anything too crazy in the secondary. Um, So when it comes to opening things up for Lamar Jackson, guys like Rashad Bateman will have a bigger role. Devin Duvernay even. These these little names that you might not consider will actually have some sort of impact on not just the stat sheet, but the win total this year for the Ravens. So um, obviously my pick is Baltimore to win that division simply because we really did put ourselves in the best position to uh, excel and just succeed as far as making a playoff run this year. And back to what you were saying about Lamar. I mean, this, like we said, I've been a Steelers fan my whole life, and I kind of understand the overturn of the passing of the torch with what's going on in Pittsburgh right now uh, and and on the Steelers, kind of the quarterback situation with what are we going to do with Trubisky and Pickett. And uh, there's even the talks they were trying to bring in the conversation like Rudolph was in there. It's like uh, we've obviously had the 1A, 1B, and everyone knows the saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And like you look around the division, you look at the Ravens, they have Lamar Jackson, a guy that's won an MVP, won playoff games. He's been there before, done that, like you said, on a contract year. I'm betting on Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, my pick, just to get right into it, is the Ravens to win this division. But you look around the division, Joe Burrow in the in Cincinnati, a Super Bowl appearance, you know, uh, could be on the watch for an MVP in the next couple of years. I'm not necessarily too high on the Bengals, but I do think that was a Mickey Mouse Super Bowl run, Ace. Uh, I don't know if that's what you were alluding to, but I wasn't really too high on that Bengals team. I was betting on them last year because I think they were very profitable in the playoffs. But coming into this year, I'm not necessarily seeing too much value in the Bengals at plus 170 to win this division with uh, the points, like we said, with the Ravens, the additions that they've made. Even like, I mean, the Browns, we know everything that's been going on with the Browns this season. They're not going to have Watson until I believe it's like week 13 uh, in Houston. So uh, that Brown schedule could be a little. I think it's very um, back like heavy. So I think I had them going four and two with Watson. That's I mean that's going to be very hard for him to step in and just kind of roll with that offense and act like you know what I mean. That's his team. So, but the Steelers bringing in guys like Miles Jack boosting the defense, a middle linebacker. Um, Devin Bush is still here. Not necessarily too big a fan of that, but. Uh, it's still Mike Tomlin's team. I think you're still going to get the same brand of Steelers football that you get year in and year out. Uh, let the let the defense do the work. If the offense can put up 17 to 21 points on the board uh, at Acrisure Stadium, I like our chance to win the game. Um, but I'm a realistic. I'm going to sit realistic on this one. I like Lamar to win MVP personally, but I also like the Ravens to win this division. Ace, I don't know about you. Yeah, not to turn this into the John Harbaugh love fest, but I also am high on the Ravens this year. And believe it or not, that's the one future I have in to win the Super Bowl is on the Ravens so far. Um, I think the only thing that stands in their way is themselves. As we can see, longevity is a problem for them. That's why I think you see ads like Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis and even more secondary help. They're just getting bodies because if you saw last year, they were that team. They were in the game with guys like Tyler Huntley leading the way, and it just came down to depth. And whatever it is in Baltimore, I don't know what's in that water down there, what they're drinking, but they just need to stay on the field. Because if they can, they have enough talent on both sides of the ball to make a deep run. And they've already had that playoff experience. Lamar's had a playoff, had an MVP season, 
He's won a playoff game, I believe. Am I right about that? He's won playoff win. Yep. So he's already done that, so he doesn't even have the monkey on his back anymore. I think he can take this team as far as their health lets them. Um, with the co- legendary coach like Harbaugh and future Hall of Famer Justin Tucker, they have everything it takes. I know it's a tough division. Um, I'm, like I said before, the Steelers' offensive line and quarterback issues are seem too strong for me to have them get over 8 to 10, 8 wins even. I think they're going to be sub-500 because that's such an important part of the game. Um, they're just going to go through those growing pains. Uh, that defense will keep them in games, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're going to do much more than they did last year. And then the Bengals, I, I, I think they've been frauds for a while. I mean, I think Joe Barr comes back down to earth this year, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy we're all saying this after the Bengals just made it to the Super Bowl, but I actually have the Ravens winning this division as well. I mean, getting them at plus money after, like Anthony said, they're, all their offseason moves, their draft, their signings and everything. And that, I mean, that team was injured a lot last year. They had a lot of issues. They they weren't healthy a lot of the year. And, you know, they fell, they fell uh, to the bottom end of that division. But I think Lamar Jackson has a crazy year, definitely on a contract year. So he has to have a crazy year. And, uh, yeah, uh, Anthony, you got anything else? Yeah, honestly, um, Mackie, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on the Ravens bandwagon for this one because with your support, I know we can go pretty far. But um, I I really do have to touch on Alex's point too. Um, It's not really necessarily uh, the water in Baltimore bringing the Ravens down or or more of the fact, whatever the hell's in the water in South Florida, let's keep breeding these quarterbacks. I mean, have Tyler Huntley just come in and play the way he did was just unbelievable from a fan standpoint not even just a Ravens fan standpoint, but a football standpoint in general. You see teams hurting for quarterbacks, doing anything they can to bring in um, like whatever Baker Mayfield they can get. Or I don't know, I see some of these names that are starting and I don't understand how Tyler Huntley isn't one of those guys, but that's a completely different uh, conversation. What I really wanted to touch on because I don't get too many outlets to really stand on my soapbox. So I'm going to take that opportunity right now. Pay Lamar Jackson. At, like I understand all of your concerns with the injuries, the uh, longevity of a mobile quarterback. I understand all of that. But when it comes to just throwing the football, being able to make plays, being able to win games, Lamar Jackson has proven week in and week out, if he is on the field, he is the most dangerous guy with the ball in his hands. Now, with Thinking about last year, the game that always comes to mind, there's actually two of them, but the game that always comes to mind is that game against the Chiefs. I don't know if you guys really remember that on primetime, but Lamar Jackson had a day. He went nuts. Um, I don't know, Huff, if you can pull up his actual stat line. but um, was week two, right? Yeah, when I was watching that game, um, it's not just his play on the field and what he's doing as far as numbers. It's when he's doing it. Uh, a few times he scrambles, he gets away 8 to 10 yards a game. That is what puts you in the position to win games. So when you hear things like big trust, everybody likes to make fun of that or laugh at that, whatever, he brings that mentality to the team, and that's what's going to push this young core forward and really propel them to be in a good position to win a Super Bowl. Do you want to say that? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so he's 18 for 26 for 239 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions, but he ran for 107 yards and two touchdowns. That's nuts. So everybody, obviously, the biggest thing I heard from that whole thing, great stat line, by the way, the biggest thing I heard, though, were those three interceptions. I guarantee you. Two. 
those on one of those on one of those interceptions, I remember it was a ball that he forced to Marquise Brown, and I remember exactly when he did it. It was, I think it was in the red zone. They were driving early in the game, and he tried to force a ball to Marquise Brown in the red zone. And without a guy like that on your roster, you have Devin Duvernay, you have Mark Andrews. Those are the guys that can be the people that take up those pass attempts and really give you a little bit better of a position to win the game. You don't need to manufacture them the ball. It's people you can rely on. And with a more manageable offense, putting the offense on Lamar Jackson's back is not what you can do. It's what you have to do. And in order to do that, you have to pay him. They said, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter recently, I think it was last night I was watching, he responded to a comment where a guy was like, some random head on Twitter is just like, oh, they offered him $250 million and he didn't take it. And he said, no, they didn't. I think you need to hand that guy a blank check and say, whatever it is that you think you're worth, we'll pay you. Because that's what he's worth. I mean, yeah, they're right. Put your amount on it. And we'll I have a question, though. Do you think he gets paid more towards, like, Deshaun Watson with the $220 million or Derrick Henry like the other running back? I think we should put Alex on mute for um, when we're talking about things intelligently. I actually just looked at it now. I actually just looked at it now. To be honest with you, this is this is nuts to say. And honestly, Huff, Mackie, anybody with a brain in their head, if you want to talk me down a little bit, um, I just looked at the contracts for quarterbacks. And honestly, right now, I think he's worth more money than Patrick Mahomes per year. I think no, he's I worth saw, more. I saw actual Patrick Mahomes isn't the highest paid quarterback. That's um, what I'm saying. But but look at look at the list. So he, I think he's worth he's worth more than Mahomes. There's some reports that came out that said he's going to be the second highest quarterback. I don't know who the second is right now, but it's between Watson and someone else. Rodgers. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I mean, Mahomes is a Super Bowl dude, he, and he's also been to that East, or the AFC. Or, he's on a team friendly deal. He's been to the conference finals. He's been to the yeah, conference, the deals conference are championship bigger. three years. Yeah, but he's so he's but he's also on a team friendly deal. You think about who you had to pay. He was trying to keep guys around. Lamar Jackson, we like there's nobody else you have to pay. You, I mean, you're gonna have to pay Andrews. You might have to pay all these other weird people in the defense, whatever it is. But Lamar Jackson's the guy. Without him, you don't have anything. There's no success Marlon without him. At some point. Well, you you signed you, I mean, you signed Mahomes, and then you got rid of his number one target in Tyreek Hill. I mean, the, our number one target's Mark Andrews, who also you're gonna have to pay, but. It doesn't. It can't start without Lamar Jackson. You need to pay He's him. Right. No, yeah. I, right. I I 100% agree that you need to pay him, and I deserve he. I think he deserves the big bucks, but I don't. I, I don't know if you can put him ahead of Pat Mahomes. I, I well, mean, the he thing has, is, he's yeah. guaranteed the money to Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, who hasn't played football in two years. He's well, that was two twenty. That was just a. That was, that was just the, deal, that was the Browns are just stupid. That's deal. the Browns. The Browns. Yeah. Why the Lamar, What makes you say that? That. First of all, he hasn't played at, at the NFL level in over a year and a half, and now he's sitting out for his first deal, eleven games, pretty much taking you out of the playoffs for a whole year. So you, so you wouldn't, and then you, and you, then, would, and then you, you wouldn't pay that kind of money for Watson, or you wouldn't pay that money for a quarterback for Watson. Okay, so like, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like arbitrary based on what you think of Deshaun Watson. Who, who's your favorite I, team, Mackie? The Cowboys. Don't I don't want to hear it right now. But uh, all right. But don't get me wrong, Deshaun Watson was elite, top five quarterback before everything happened, before his injury, before he sat out for a year and a half. And now he's got all this pressure on, on top of him with like everybody in the media about his allegations outside of football, not even bringing in that he hasn't played an NFL game in a year and a half. So, you know, he can come in and not even – he made his money. He, he just made $220 million. He can come in and shit the bed and then 
Brown just stuck with another useless quarterback, and they got to go shopping. Well, I mean, you, they're used to it, but honestly, you know who I actually really want to hear from on this is Huff. Like, this is somebody we're actually going to have to play. He's a legitimate concern to both of our favorite teams. But to be honest with you, when I'm thinking about the AFC, um, I think of it as, obviously, first the division, for sure. But it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And after that, it's Lamar Jackson, if he's not over Mahomes or Allen, obviously. I, um, I, I think you can, can include him with this, in the same field as Josh Allen. I don't know what Josh Allen has done that Lamar Jackson hasn't. Josh, exactly. Josh Allen is 0-3 in playoff road games. So how is he so looked upon so high? No, but, but Huff, when you're thinking about the division as a whole, then we'll just put it into the division. Like, I didn't care about the Browns at all. I wasn't even looking at them on the roster. I, my favorite thing about the Browns was when I knew they were coming to town, I'm throwing the house on the Ravens. So, um, and I'm is probably still going to do that. Worth more than Joe Barra? I think so, but I think – I think Deshaun Watson was definitely worth the money for the Browns. That's that's all I'm going to say. Joe Barr or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Like what? Think about what he's done for the franchise, what he's done for the game in general. He's worth more to his team than Joe Burrow. You can I'm take, get other I'm Joe taking, Burrows. I'm taking Lamar too, but that's just me. I think I think at this point in time I'm taking Lamar, but give it a year. If, you, if Joe Burrow does anything remotely close to what he did last year, I'm taking Joe Burrow. So so Lamar, Lamar Jackson has another MVP year this year. I'm still, I'm still taking Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's ceiling is higher than Lamar Jackson's. Joe what do you Burrow. think, Huff? What makes you like, say? What makes you say I Lamar? just I just like the style. Like when I was younger, my favorite player, one of my favorite players, was Vic, and like you see the the flashes of him and like you can it's like you can't even really compare them like they're similar in ways but like the flashes of greatness that Lamar has shown throughout his MVP season and the what he's capable of and I mean obviously we all said they're our pick to win this division um we'll get into I forget who's next AFC South in a second but um yeah I think you, you got to pay the man he's every means everything to that team and um comparing to Joe Burrow just another quarterback in the division it's like I, I'll take the upside of Lamar for the short time that you think you're going to get out of it with the running style. Everyone likes to say, you know, uh, you're only going to get so many years out of Lamar. He's going to have to learn how to throw the ball sooner or later. Your legs only get so far when you get older. Um, I'll take the I'll take the short stint, I guess you would say, just to – I don't even think it's going to be that short. I'll take the, I guess, the window of greatness with Lamar right now over the potential of Burrow right now, I think I'd say. A7. So can you give? Would you give him that money? Like so, I because honestly, like I said, like I'm not joking when I tell you this. Like, give him the guaranteed money. Like I'm, I think he's worth that shot. You know what I mean? Everybody's worried about the injuries and stuff, but you're not getting anything it's, else. That it's, quarterback it's the, market's really weak. It's the NFL. They're always gonna. They're. It's. It's so hard to give him the. I, like that's why. Like when Watson got it, it was ridiculous. It sounds it's like, like you and Hop are a little biased towards Lamar Jackson. Let me ask Mackie this question then. Mackie, who would you compare Joe Burrow to in the NFL? I personally, hot take, I think he has potential to be a top 10 quarterback of all time. And I don't think Lamar Jackson is in that field. No, that's what I'm saying. Do you, who would you compare Joe Burrow to in the NFL, though? What play style? Like Manning or Brady? or who? I don't know. Probably like Drew Brees. Okay. And let's – Hop just compared Lamar Jackson to Michael Vick. Exactly. One, that's what I'm would, saying is that, like, I would, a quarterback – I would think about this. I would think about this. Who has more Super Bowls, Drew Brees or Michael Vick? Well, even so, like a quarterback who played on better, Michael who Vick played on better Lamar teams. Jackson, the game's like changing. That. The game is changing. It's, it's not changing in that aspect. Win and they're flashy. 
but pocket passers win Super Bowls. Exactly. No, you're right. You're Burrow, right. And Joe Burrow has that clutch gene, and he has that winning mentality where he can be that guy. It's his second year bringing a Bengals team that was poverty for the last twelve years, and he brought them to the Super Bowl last year. Granted, no, you can't. You guys you are. Can't you guys are right. Happening again. I like. You guys Lamar. are right. Lamar has set up. Year, this is a tough argument for the Bulls. I mean, I see both sides of it. I'm just saying my. I'll take yeah. either one. I'd take you. I'm sure Huff is saying the same thing. He'd take yeah, either I one. Have really, I have Trubisky. Can I have either one? It's really no shot against. I'll take like, Mac Lamar Jones Jackson at all. It's just. I just <laughs> I'll take Joe Mac Burrow. Jones. Yeah, I won't all take right. him. Let's. Well, uh, yeah, I think we're all in agreement on the, who's going to win the division. I think we all get the Ravens coming out of there, like we said. So um, we'll get into this next one. I don't necessarily have too much to say. I think. We might have a little bit of a disagreement on this one. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but the AFC South, uh, we have the Colts at the favorite at a minus 125, the Tennessee Titans sitting at plus 170, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in at plus 750, and the Houston Texans coming in at plus 2,500. Um, Ace, you want to start us out on this one? Who you got coming out of the AFC South? Yeah, easy answer, the Colts. Um, but when I actually think about this in more depth, we always have question marks on all of these teams about the offense. Even though you have the offensive player of the year on the Colts, you have Matt, the old Matt Ryan on a new offense with these receivers we're hearing a lot about, but we don't know much about. You have the Jaguars with the very unknown with ETN and Robinson coming back from injury. Those are your focal points of your offense. And then Lawrence, we don't even know what he's like at the NFL level with a real coach. And the receivers just joined the team. Um Houston, I think, is actually trending up. That's a surprise of the season. They're not going to do anything big, but they'll win more games than you think, and they actually have yeah. some pieces. Um, the last team is the Titans. Mike Bribble always has them playing well. I, I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. But I don't think any of those teams have enough on offense. So then I look at the defensive side of the ball, and the Colts have by far the most sound defense in that division. So I'll ride with them. If Here's a quick little – I want to cut in before I hand it off over to, to Mackie and – uh, if the Titans go to Malik Willis at any point with the flashes we've seen of him in the preseason, does that change your opinion on the Titans' season this year? Not this year, but I think he'll be give them a, a whole different look if the Ryan Tannehill thing doesn't work anymore. Matthew, you want to you come in on this? Who you got coming out of the South? Yeah, I got the Colts as well. Actually, for the same exact reason, I think their defense just wins them this division solely. Matt Ryan, I'm not high on at all, as we've seen him ever since his MVP season and his Super Bowl choking. But, um, yeah, I, I think this defense is elite, and it, and it gets them out of this pretty weak division. I, I do think we do see Malik Willis this year, though. I don't think he has an elite outing or an elite – I think he, he'll play more than one game, but uh, I think he'll be the starter in the next few years, next few years for sure. I think you're going to see like a, a Garoppolo, Lance, similar situation in Tennessee with Tannehill and Malik Willis. Uh, but Anthony, who you got coming out of the AFC South? Who do you like here? You with you in agreement with us? I got the Colts too. I don't know if I said that, but you who I do mean, you like? It depends on who what we're talking about, right? So I mean, if we're going to be talking about who who I'd want to throw the money on, like when I hear the line plus seven fifty, my my mouth kind of waters a little bit. I mean, I'm not too like. I'm not too afraid of that Colt defense. I mean, they're good. You got DeForest Buckner. You got pieces there, but like Shaq old Leonard. Matt, yeah, old Matt, like uh, old Matt Ryan and those weird little wide receiver thing they got going on. Like, doesn't have me like sold on anything. I mean, my thing is, is I always like the the possibility of the unknown, right? Especially when I'm going to be talking about lines like plus seven fifty. What did you say the line was on the Colts? What was it? 
Minus one twenty five. No, thank you. I'm all set if with that. Like, like I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not confident enough in that to be throwing like like making money on it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, pro- I probably do think they're going to win the division. Yeah, I do. And I think they're the best team in that division. But when we're talking about my money, plus 750 is pretty intriguing for a guy that they drafted first overall, and they spent all that money to go and get a wide receiver for him. They, they're going to be getting back his buddy there, Travis Etienne. And he's actually, I know this is a, a betting podcast, but for all, like, intensive purposes travis Etienne's is going to be a pretty crazy nut guy to draft in your fantasy drafts like let's be real this is going to be an offense that's going to start to figure itself out and figure itself out pretty quick um as far as talent goes on that offense i mean it's not like you're going to see anybody in an mvp racer at the top of the stat charts but um plus 750 i don't know i kind of has my mouth watering a little bit I, I'm to cut in, but real quick before I hand it back off to Ace. The back to what you said about ETN, him coming off that injury. I I did end up drafting him in my uh, fantasy league that I'm in with Mackie and Jesse here, and I was a little skeptical on drafting him. Obviously, like you said, the situation in Jacksonville, the new head coach, uh, they get guys like Christian Kirk. They have a couple more pieces in Jacksonville, um, a little bit better of a defense. Like you said, 750. It's kind of like I said with the with the Steelers sitting at 950. It's like you have to take your, you know what I mean. Every once in a while, you got to take your money and put it on a value pick that you think could come out. On uh, a division like the AFC South, where I think there's no true where you're like, put all your money on this team to win this division. Like, at least in my uh, in my opinion, like if we see Malik Willis early and he has flashes, I think you could see a situation where Tennessee could win this division. I, I definitely. Do on that point, Huff. I think it's a two-dog race, though. Really, I think it's the Titans and the Colts, and the Colts are leaps and bounds ahead of them. Because, like I said before, football does come down to the trenches. They have guys on the offensive. That offensive line group in Indianapolis is actually very strong, led by Quentin Nelson. Right? They have Matt Ryan. He just has to game manage and make the good decisions. Won an MVP, and he's been to the Super Bowl before. Um, yeah, their wide receivers and tight ends are unknown, but you, you do have some playmakers on the outside. But when we come back to that defense, Anthony, you just touched on DeForest Buckner. There's actually a lot more names than that. They have the former first-round pick, Cody Pay from Rhode Island. It's representing mm-hmm. the state. You have Yannick Ngakwe, Shaquille Leonard, Zaire Franklin, and then their defensive back core got even stronger. I love how we're yeah. all just saying Shaquille Leonard. Like we're not like we're so used to saying that. I still want to say Darius Leonard so bad, and I've just heard so many different people using it. I'm like, no one's acting like that's like. I'm not used to that yet. Like I, I can't like, even believe I, I haven't I, slipped I, up on that yet. I sometimes think it's like a different person for a second. Like, oh shit, I forgot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean we've seen that a few times in sports. Not much in our life though, really. No, but how honestly though, no, Alex? Like I. I, I let me just finish my point, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have Kenny Moore in the defensive backfield. They have Julian Blackman. And then do you even know who they added this offseason? They added Stephon Moore, too, you know, reigning defensive player of the year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like I said, like I get all of that. Like that's all well and good. But at the same time, like that's just like a minus 150. I mean, my money's – I mean, if I'm betting with if I'm betting with my wallet, that's probably the safest bet. But if we're going to be talking on a podcast like we are here, um, I like that plus seven fifty line. I don't know. Yeah, someone, someone's gonna someone's gonna talk value. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I, the the biggest thing for me though, honestly, is Alex. Like you you alluded to the fact that Matt Ryan is a former Super Bowl contender, but uh, guess what? So is Carson Wentz. I mean, really, how much? Uh, everybody loves to talk about how great Matt Ryan is. What? Carson Wentz is a Super Bowl champion. Matt Ryan just finished. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But you were just alluding to the fact that he is a Super Bowl contender. Um, I mean, how much are you really losing going from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan? MVP, kind of the same debate that you were using for Lamar Jackson. Who? Matt Ryan. Wasn't Carson Wentz an MVP too? No. No, yeah, he, he, had, was. he was eleven. And, he was eleven and two and got injured. He yeah. could have won that MVP though. He, I, I mean, he was that, a front runner, but he got injured. Yeah, but like I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I also no, I, like. I, a I see, I see where fan. you're going with this. Yeah, I see where you're I, going. Frank, Frank, I agree with you hundred percent. I think yeah. this is a two. I think this is a two man race. But if we're talking value, you're not going to put the money on either of those teams because, I mean, we saw the Bengals last year. What did they open up like plus twenty five hundred to win that division, and they ended up winning it and then going to the Super Bowl. I mean. Jaguars have a nice young quarterback too, with a new coach who they needed to get rid of. Urban Meyer, obviously, you got a nice running back coming in. You know, Doug Peterson. You that guys division, are talking about the Eagles. Yeah, Doug that Peterson. division is definitely up for grabs. I mean, plus seven fifty is not an awful price. It's probably the best value play you're going to take here. What's what's the what's the price on the Titans? Because I do I do think Mike Vrabel and Derek, you have the best running back in the NFL. I don't know why people don't say he's not. I still think Derek Jonathan is Jonathan Taylor is sitting there right next to him in the same yeah, division. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's coming off the best year. On a better on a better on a better offense. Yeah, but opinion. do you think who would you rather who's a better running back, do you think? Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor? I think Jonathan Taylor's a more safe option. I think Derrick Henry is liable to get injured injured this year. Especially coming he, off of it. Wasn't his first injury though? What? Wasn't that his Titans first? are pl- Titans Yeah, it was his first injury, but it's all it takes for a big man like that to for a recurring and you, theme. And, and you know what's even stranger too? Like I because I wanted to touch on this too, actually, Mackie, because I, I I do think Derrick Henry is the best pure runner in the NFL. Actually, you're not wrong there. I mean he's a guy you can give the ball to 30 times a game and when he's healthy, he's unbelievable. But um just because I, I, I absolutely like I said, we need to touch on it again. Just because I think the running quarterback is the best thing about football right now and it's the most dangerous thing for people to try and stop. We don't know what we have with Malik Willis, right? So um I'm sure we're going to see whatever he's got this year at some point, but um, whatever it is, like that offense still runs through the king, and it's going to be running the football 30 times. It's going to be a lot of option plays if you see Malik Willis. So um, they're definitely going to put themselves in a good position to win, and we've said it before, that that division's up for grabs. Um, Again, plus 750, I'm just going to leave it at that, the Jags. You know how much is remaining on Ryan Tannehill's uh, deal? How many years? I don't know the exact years on it, but like I said back, I think you could see a similar situation with what's going on in uh, San Francisco if things, yeah. you know, start to slip with Tannehill and they go to Willis. Yeah, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I think Malik Willis is the better option, but Tannehill has the pedigree. He's been taken in the playoffs what last three years. Didn't they win the AFC last year in the regular season? How do you bench that guy right away? Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of people are saying. They were the they were the one seed. A lot of people are discounting what Tannehill's done throughout his career. They're saying like, what's this guy done? You're seeing what Malik Willis is doing in the preseason, and uh, like you said, they were the one seed last year, getting the the buy. So, um, staying in the AFC, we'll jump out to the West. Uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in as the favorite at plus one fifty five. Uh, the Chargers at plus two forty. Broncos plus two sixty. Raiders plus seven hundred. Let's ride. Let's ride. I don't love the uh, value on the Broncos here. Personally, I think I they're, you probably could shop it and find it a little better. Without a doubt. But I, Broncos. I, 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 my I, pick's easy for this division. Really? Go ahead, Ace. You start. Oh, I've got the Raiders. I don't understand why people are sleeping on that team. That They have so much talent on both sides of the ball. You have Chandler Jones coming off one edge, Max Crosby off the other. 
You can ground and pound with Josh Jacobs. So underrated. I don't know why. You have Darren Waller. You have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and then a bunch of skill guys behind them. One of the best offensive minds in the game. I, I have a Hold question. on. I want to cut in here real quick. I have a – just to make this clear. So you said you're, we're all sleeping on the Raiders. I couldn't pick a true favorite for this, and I make a division winner's parlay every year. I made four because I wanted to pick one from each of this division. Do you, do you, I, like do you, the rest of my picks I'm set on. This one I'm just like whoever yeah, wins this division I'm good on. It's all too new. Who do you uh, think the is, Raiders, the best, is this is the worst quarterback in this division? Not Derek by Carr. much, though. What? He's not the worst by much, though. You say you, but you think that the worst – quarterback comes out of this division with all like i don't know i just don't see that happening with all he's the worst he's a three three elite quarterbacks elite top 10 quarterbacks and then he's the worst out of the top he's he's the he's the worst quarterback in this division and but all four top 15 quarterbacks i i i think Derek carr sits around right around 15 i I don't know if you can definitely put him in 15 12 12 i don't know dude like you think that the raiders team around Derek Carr is better than the Chargers around Justin Herbert? I think that his offense is way better. Who's the tight end uh, in Los Angeles? Yeah, I like I like Waller in, in Vegas. I like Adams. Renfro. I like Adams over Allen and I like I like Mike Williams over Renfro, but they're different receivers. Yeah. Yeah, Renfro is more of a slot. I like Jay I like Agile guy. I mean, you got to say Eckler over Josh Jacobs. Wait, can I can I just mention something too, really quick? I just didn't yeah. know if um, we no, knew yes. this. Um, yeah, we're just kind of chopping it up. Go ahead. If we're talking about the AFC West, um, there is one name that comes to mind, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, boys. Like, I understand that, like, everybody's done all these huge improvements to do one thing. It's to try and beat Patrick Mahomes. Last year, I don't think they were really ready to play that game against the Bills. Um, that – game was just an absolute classic to watch i applaud josh allen for what he did that bills team looked great at the end um and i kind of hope to see them continue on that path because it's just really fun to watch football but when we're talking about talent like the chiefs have it at every at every facet when it comes to the offensive side of the ball now um mahomes obviously loses tyree kill uh we don't know what he has in michael hardman juju smith schuster is definitely going to bounce back i'm sure uh, Huff's shit sitting there just absolutely chomping at the bit to try and draft him in every league he's got. But um, Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football. The, t- the TikToker. It, like, I, I don't want to suck off the Chiefs any harder, but Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, believe it or not, he's still disgusting. Um, I think, obviously, like the Chiefs are my pick to come out of that division. I like what the Broncos are doing a lot. What did you say the lineman was on that one, Huff? Broncos are only plus two sixty on Fanduel. I think you could shop that and get them around plus three hundred. Because that's actually on DraftKings too. What'd you say, Mackie? I got them at the same price on DraftKings. Two fifty. Okay. Not two sixty, but the Chiefs are plus one seventy five, so that's a better price. I like. Yeah. I... Go ahead, Anthony. But like, honestly, like I. I... Really am excited to watch the Broncos this year, right? Like, Russell Wilson, we don't really know what Dangerous has, like, left in the tank. We don't really know what it's going to look like this year. I mean, he didn't show any signs of regression, but, like, he got hurt a few times, and um, things just looked weird. It's a new offense. It's a whole new new atmosphere for him. Things looked looked weird in Seattle, but it it is mile-high country. And um, I think, like, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, you got a lot of mouths to feed. 
Albert O, all those all those offensive nutcases they have in Denver. I definitely think he's he's able and ready to like cook because I mean he's he's definitely in the kitchen now. Well, but, the coach um, and Nathaniel Hackett that's ready to unleash. He hasn't had a quarterback like Russ that's been able to really kind of give the offense their, to its full potential. He's got um, a he's got a bell cow running back too. Like yeah. Chris Carson was good, but Javante Williams. Yeah, he's got the duo with Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. I think there's no doubt they have firepower on that offense. I think there's a lot of holes on that defense, though. That offensive line again in in Denver is a glaring issue, and we've seen Russ struggle with that in Seattle. He hasn't come to true form ever since he had a decent O-line. Um, I think we're also overlooking the Chargers. They have a lot of – that's like the most uh, consistent team coming in from last year, and they added that defense. And who do they have on that side of the ball now? Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, they Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack. Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack. Yeah. That, that defense is going to be overpowering. Yeah. Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller. Um, I mean, I, I don't think – I think – I have it reversed from you guys. I think it's going to go Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. I don't see – Russell Wilson isn't showing Chiefs regressed every year. Russell Chiefs Wilson. in a wild card spot. Chiefs fighting for a wild card spot. It's going to come down to a tie at the end with other teams. The Dolphins and Patriots, I, like I told that's, you. Th- that's your hottest take of the year. But taking the, the Chiefs, Chiefs fighting the for a wild the, card uh, spot. Yeah, what, yeah, do know about that. what playmakers do they have on defense? Name three. Like, I mean, like Anthony the, said, they have the best quarterback in the league. And yeah, but didn't you guys weapons, that all those other offenses have the most weapon? It's an offensive division. That's why I'm taking the Raiders and the Chargers. They have the best defense. I th- I think everybody has to keep up with Mahomes, though. It's not the other way around. Like, yeah, like they they're not gonna shut people down. It's not gonna be they're not gonna be winning games 21 to 14. But once you start putting up points like they do, I mean, it's tough to keep up. Like, yeah, like Derek Carr or whatever you, you say about him, like he's good or whatever. Russ can kind of sling the ball a little bit, but I, I I don't know, Huff. How did you guys do last year against the Chargers out in Pittsburgh? I don't really remember, but I remember it being a good game. Do you remember that it game? Was, it, it was a good game. I do think we ended up losing the game, but I – or no. No, Steelers ended up winning that game. I could be wrong. I, it was a high-scoring game. It was like 31-24. I can't remember exactly who came out on top. It was I a thought Sunday it got into game. the 40s, right? Because like it was, Najee Harris, I remember, didn't put up crazy numbers like on the ground, but for some reason I remember the Steelers playing a great game against the Chargers. I don't remember. 40, is, 41. It's so hard to compare to last year. They have Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Those yeah, are two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but, like, Player. The score of that Chargers Steelers game last year was forty-one to thirty-seven. Pittsburgh what did it look like? 20, Pittsburgh put up twenty-seven points in the fourth quarter. Who won? Holy shit! Uh, Chargers won forty-one thirty-seven. Yeah, we were clawing back, and it was just another win. Or it was another game where we scored all those points in the fourth quarter, and it was just too little, too late. No offense to Huff, but that's a fluke if it's twenty-seven in the fourth. Twenty-eight to three is not a fluke in a Super Bowl, though. Super Bowl. <laughs> well, they won it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what though? I I, I don't. I don't really call it a fluke, but, like, that defense last year couldn't stop the run. I mean, yeah, you bring in Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. I, who, like, I, 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 I'm just not convinced on the whole, like, um, J.C. Jackson thing. I still think that, that pass defense is, like, nothing to really be afraid of. Khalil Mack is the only thing that really can, I guess, shake things up for that defense. But it, it was there before. You have Joey Bosa. And you have like a whatever it is linebacker core again. I don't even really know you know the names you know, out there. Is like a top three quarterback in the NFL though, right behind Mahomes and Allen. Justin Herbert's I, I okay. Justin Herbert's good. I don't know honestly. I'd like to hear Huff's take on Justin Herbert. 
because I, I keep going back to the, the AFC North guy, my my guy out there that knows football. Like, let me hear what you think about Justin Herbert. So the, the I like what the Chargers did this offseason. Like, I mean, I'm not going to – I mean, like you said, J.C. Jackson, you bring in a guy like J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, the defense is what it is with Bosa and – um, they've had their, you know, Kenneth Murray at linebacker. They have positions kind of all around the field. And you, you look at the offensive side of the ball. We said Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler. They just brought in Sony Michelle today. Um, and like with a guy like Herbert, it's going to come down to what can he do and see, you know what I mean? Sooner or later, he's going to have to, he's going to have to win a playoff game this year. It's the kind of this year is going to be, he's going to be under the microscope and I know he's in a tough division, um, he's going to have to get there first. So, and with the way this division kind of shakes out, I think it's going to be tough, but they do have one of the better defenses in this division. I think them getting, getting them at plus 240. I mean, you're going to get any of the teams in this division at a good price, in my opinion, because of the, the way that we all kind of are picking different teams. It could go any way, but I think the chargers could come. I mean, their schedule, I kind of, when I went through this, uh, each of these teams schedules, I actually had the chiefs with the best record. So I'm going to end up picking the chiefs to win this division but i did have the chargers in a wild card spot i think i had them sitting right around like uh 11 or 10 or 11 wins maybe 10 wins who else did you have in a wild card spot i can't i i just kind of went through win totals and i was kind of basing it off win totals and like trying to remember who i had against who Mm -hmm. but i definitely would have the chargers kind of winning you know what i mean a couple tiebreakers throughout the season when you talk when you talk about the chargers personally though like i like, they don't scare me. They don't scare me the same way Mahomes scares me. They don't say, scare me even the same way that Ross does. Like, Justin Herbert's good, but, like, Keenan Allen, like, Mike Williams, those guys are good, but those are people that I can I, that I feel pretty good against, uh, playing against, especially as a Ravens fan. But Let's hear everybody's pick you guys feel about that. In, the, in the AFC West. I think it's the Raiders. Who do you guys have? I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs come out on top. I don't know, I'm, it's hard to I'm go with Mackie. I'm with Mackie. I, 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 I think the Chargers go 12 and 5, and the Chiefs go 13 and 4. Wow. What do you guys think? I got the Chiefs. Chiefs as well. Yeah. Everybody's on the Chiefs. Wow. Easy money. I thought, the, I thought that was honestly just common knowledge. I'm actually surprised to hear you say that, Alex. I, I, think do, I don't think it's playoffs. It's not as easy. I think Mahomes still plays great. Last year, hundred percent. But after. All right. Next up, let's jump into the NFC North. Leading in the odds standings, we got the Green Bay Packers coming in at minus one fifty-five. Vikings at plus two forty. The Lions at plus nine fifty, and the Bears at plus twelve hundred. I think this is going to be an interesting division. Even though I do believe the Packers are going to possibly come, are going to come out on top. I want the Hard Knocks Lions to do something interesting this year. What do you guys think? Mackie, why don't you start us off? I think a minus 155 line is kind of crazy for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, who literally went 14-3 and last year. I mean, you lose Devontae Adams, don't get me wrong, but that team is still what it is. It's still Aaron Rodgers. We've seen what he's done. He's the best regular season quarterback, I think, of all time. But I've actually seen a lot of people take the Vikings here, and I don't know what they've done. Besides, you're having Justin Jefferson in the second year, and I don't really know what else. But um, I, 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 I think the Packers at minus 155 odds here is just a steal. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually in on the, the Minnesota Vikings in this division, which is crazy to say. Um, Captain Kirk, you know, he's the man. 
But they have so many weapons out there with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. You see, they trade for Jalen Rieger. He's a bust. They've had they, they've had everyone. Jalen Rieger is trash, dude. I'm joking on that. Jalen Rieger is awful. <laughs> I, I think I think this is more of the perfect storm for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not high on the Packers this year. I think they lost to Darius Smith, didn't they? So that's a tough blow to them. Losing Devontae Adams hurts. I think Rodgers keeps taking year and year off. I think he's going to catch up to him at some point, and this could be that year. I still think he's going to put up good numbers, like I said with Mahomes out west. But I think he's not going to get in as the top seed in his division. He's going to still sneak in as a wild card. I like the Vikings there. Um, And then a touch on the other teams in that division. I do think the Lions are going to overachieve last year, which isn't saying much. If you heard what I said about the Texans saying they'll overachieve, I think the Lions will do the same. They're in a good rebuild, but they're still not there yet. They're a few years away. And I think the Bears finished as the last team in the NFL. I think Justin Fields is okay, but the team around them is so putrid that they can't do anything. So I'm going Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. Definitely a two two team race. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I stepped away for a second. I don't know what who all went. Uh, was it Ace? Was it just you? No, I took the Packers. Okay. Yeah. So I was gonna say I don't know how. Uh, I don't know who was gonna go with. Uh, Packers and Vikings I kind of had the same situation with this being a two-team race in the NFC North Um, I'm going to end up going with the Packers the the experience with the back-to-back MVP uh, that you get with Green Bay I know you have the departure of Devontae Adams but you still have guys like uh, Lazard up there a a veteran at this point of his career he's been there with Rodgers in the same offense for a couple years now Um, I think he can step into that number one role not necessarily uh, easily, you look at the the comments that Rogers said earlier on. It's kind of or kind of messing with Devonte after what he said about Derek Carr. Um, but I, I have faith in the Packers and what they're going to be able to do this season. Um, but that's to no disrespect to what Minnesota is doing. I do like Minnesota's team. I think you're going to have a big year from Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Um, a lot of that team up in Minnesota, I think, is due for a big year. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. But back to like what you guys were saying about the Bears, I don't see any value in them, even at plus 1,200. This team has no shot to win this division. Uh, Justin Justin Fields could come out and look like an absolute superstar. And like you said, Ace, there's just not enough of the team around him. I mean, I think his best target too, Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery. Like, yeah, come on. There's not much to work with there. And then obviously we know what's going on up in Detroit, like you said, a couple years away. Um, but I do like what... Uh, Dan Campbell's building up there and with hard knocks I just can't get enough of this guy all the fucking hey man come on man like this dude I like last year with all the the biting kneecaps and stuff with the lines and all the rip the rip that this dude was taking but I, I, I'm rooting for what he's putting together in Detroit yeah I'm actually uh, you got my boy Jamal Williams out there on the lines too so you gotta root for him <laughs> yeah uh, I, I honestly just want to add real quick before we move on um I really like the Packers too, right? Like Rodgers is definitely undeniable. He's he's a dog. But um, the Vikings kind of interesting. Like when we really think about it, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, which we haven't seen, but if that could happen, like that team could actually be something and something pretty legitimate. So um, I'm going to go with the Vikings there. Um, I forget what the line was on that, but I think you get pretty good value there too. So um, I'm going to say Vikings and. Sorry to Aaron Rodgers in advance because I know when you count him out, he always goes back to tell you. I agree with you, Anthony. I think the Vikings take the lead this year. This is their year. I think Captain Kirk gets a little bit of respect when he wins his division too. 
and that schedule for the Packers coming off of a big year again last year is going to be a lot tougher than what the Vikings have. So. You know what, though, because you, you, you hear Kirk Cousins, Alex, and I, I think your mind goes exactly to mine where it's like compiler. He's a guy that picks up the stats usually um, just because he has a really good team around him. But uh, I really do. I agree. I think this is going to be a, a Viking year. So, Skull. And yeah, well, yeah. The last point, too, is if you check the schedule for those two teams, they meet early on in the year. They actually play on 9-11 um, Packers-Vikings. So if you're looking at a healthy Vikings team, that would be a good time to take advantage of gaining one up on the Packers. Yeah, good stuff out of the NFC North. With that, let's move over to the NFC South. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming in as the favorite at plus 270 or minus 270. The New Orleans Saints coming in at plus 300. Panthers at plus 1500. And the Falcons at plus 3000. Anthony, what do you got for us for the NFC South? I'm, I'm going to shock everybody. I'm going to make my brother pissed. I don't know what Hobbs going to say. Mackie sometimes has my back, but. I want to see what the Panthers have. Yes, um, I don't know. yes, I'm I, so happy you just said that. I I actually hate Baker Mayfield, and I'm shocked to be saying this, but I don't believe in the Saints. I really don't understand why everybody has so much faith in Jameis Winston. Avi Kamara obviously speaks for himself. The defense is all right. Um, they brought in Tyron Matthews, so I mean, good for them. Like they can throw their parade or whatever the hell those people do out there. Um, I mean, Tampa Bay. If Tom Brady comes back and plays like. Like, I'm not going to count him out. I'm not counting Brady out. So, like, don't even start with that narrative. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm excited to see the Panthers. I really think that this is a team that can take the next step. If Christian McCaffrey, if, big if, Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, this would be probably the most explosive team he's ever been a part of. I think the defense is there. Um, I think the wide receivers can take a big leap. Um, there's just a lot trending in the right direction for the Panthers, and it's going to be fun to see what they can do. So, um what do we say the line is on the Panthers, Huff? Um, Panthers are plus 1,500. Cash it. Give me Panthers plus 1,500 to win that division. I, I do like that point. I know Mackie really wants to jump on the wagon with you. But I do like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good quarterback. And the funny thing is, I think that there's going to be three playoff teams coming out of this division too. But ever since the Saints have been trying to unload that cap, they just who they just moved now? They lost Marcus Williams and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I know they brought in Tyran Matthew. But those two Thank names, you. I would have liked to have seen those two names stay in New Orleans to keep that bolster defense. I don't know if they can even make a wild card run now. It really depends on Jameis and what he can do with the rookie receiver and Michael Thomas, who everybody hates. Um, so I think the Panthers actually can sneak their way in. Great defense, very underrated, great skill players around them. I think this is the year, knock on wood, that Christian McCaffrey stays healthy and he can put up a banner year. Um yeah, so I'm just I agree. still taking the Bucks value, great value on the Panthers. Might be something to throw on lightly, but I'm taking the Bucks to win the division because Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. He's like just ranked as the number one player in the NFL and the NFL players top 100. Um, I'm going to take the Bucks there, but I see the Panthers uh, having a pretty good season in riding that defense into the wild card round. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not to, I don't want to kind of recoup too much of what you guys already said. I get the I get the Bucks to win the division. I'm not necessarily too high on the Saints this year. I do think the Panthers could be fighting for a wild card spot with the pending. I think, like you said, I think CMC has a massive year. Um, and with what Baker Mayfield brings to that offense, what the defense is capable of, um, I think you could see Carolina fighting for possibly a uh, wild card spot in a weak NFC this year. 
Uh, Mackie, I don't know about you, but my pick's the Bucks. Yeah, I definitely think the Bucks win this division. But, uh, you, you know, seeing the Panthers at plus 1,500, Tom Brady's 45 years old. You know, he goes down wrong. He's out for the season, and this division's wide open. So, you know, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, you got to worry about him be- staying healthy. But if he has a healthy year and Baker Mayfield cuts down on all the uh, mistakes he makes, I mean, we, he, his upside is crazy. So if he could just cut down his mistakes, his team could definitely be uh, – definitely get a playoff spot. and. Maybe uh, open up for the division, too. Mackie, not to come so hard at you here, but you're uh, picking division winners based on if again. And I don't think that works in football, like I said before. If Tom Brady goes down, this is year 23. I'm saying, I'm saying, dude, he's 45 years old, and you got a team at plus 1,500 in an open division if he's not there. So, you know, you throw like- – Fifty dollars. Like you throw fifty dollars on that. And it's, it's a it's a huge value play there. No, I agree. I like and even if he ball. doesn't even, even if he doesn't go down. You know, you got the arguably the best running back in the game. You got a quarterback who's trying to prove something, and that defense isn't bad as it is either. So you know, no, I like your, I like your points. I still think that Brady reigns superior. He's the goat, and I think Definitely. that he has enough weapons around him, and the defense is so strong. But if I were to be a betting man on this one. I would sprinkle on the Panthers to win the division straight, and then when I put my division winner parlays together, I'm throwing the Bucks into that. You're picking the Bucks, yeah. Yeah, because wow. the Saints are last I don't year, think the Saints have them. Last year, I just looked it up. Oh, my God. So, I, I actually really hoped that it was closer, but, I mean, you can't really go out last year with, with the Panthers. This is a totally different team, right? But, um, I mean, they manhandled them. I mean, Tom Brady is just Tom Brady, but – like I said, Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. I like a lot of what's going on in Carolina. So Good keep pounding. Point there, Anthony. Everybody loves keep that. Keep pounding. I like that ad in there. Everybody loves that speed and youth on the outside for the Panthers. But when you match them up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady's accuracy compared with the size and skill of those receivers, they can't even come close to handling him. I didn't even think about that, but that's, that's a good point. Like I said, still sprinkle on the on the Panthers' money line to win the division and then throw the Bucs throw the box into your parlor. Yeah, I'm not too high on the Saints at plus 300, but um, we'll move over to another tough one, the NFC West. Uh, Jesse, you want to read us off the odds? Good stuff. Yeah, let's jump back to the NFC East. Going forward, we've got the Dallas Cowboys as the favorite at plus 145, Mackey's Cowboys. we got Beals, Philadelphia Eagles, who is not able to be here today, but they're sitting at plus 145 as well on FanDuel. Washington Commanders at plus 550, and the New York Giants at plus 750. What do we think here, boys? Ace, you want to start us off? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we might want to get the odds for the New York football Giants on if they can get the number one pick because they're not even in this conversation, so let's forget about Daniel Jones for a second. Um, Then let's move over to the other teams. A few weeks ago, I was thinking it's Cowboys all the way, easy, easy pick from the beginning. But with the additions that the Philadelphia Eagles are making, it's making it a lot harder to say that's a definite pick. Um, I think the line shifted, like you just said, since uh, the acquisition of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, CJ Johnson, whatever, whatever his name is. That's a good addition to that. Whatever is they've, they've added a lot through free agency, trades, what so be it. They have a lot of picks, too, so their future is pretty bright. But I'm still rolling with the Cowboys just based on the fact that Jalen Hurts is not him. Same as to attack Viola argument. He has great players around him, but I think there was a statistic last year that he was almost he was second or first in the league in the least amount of passes attempted throughout the middle of the field. So that means their offense can't stretch the field at all. 
Like, they don't throw over the middle. That's how concerned they are about this guy. Is Their offense is so limited, I think, that they won't be able to keep up with that Dallas Cowboys offense. Yeah, they lost Amari Cooper, but I think that's for the best. Jalen Tolbert's coming in, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. There's so much that Dallas has on the offensive side. I think it's too much to handle. Mackie, I think you might agree with me. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually not very high on Dallas this year, but, you know, in that division that they're in, you, you don't have much competition. I just think that the Eagles are so reliant on Jalen Hurts having an, a breakout year, and what has he proved up to now that he's going to do that or that he even has potential to do that? I don't think he is what everyone thinks he's going to be. I think adding A.J. Brown is a good asset, but it's not a, it's not a team-changing thing. It's not going to bring you from – seven wins to ten wins it's, it, it might get you a win here or there but I just I, I don't think um, I don't think Jalen Hurts has it in him I think Dak Prescott owns this division for the time being at least with this division being so weak and um yeah I I, I don't think Dallas does anything this year I think they they they're, they lose their first playoff game I don't I'm not high on them at all coming from a Cowboys fan it sucks to say but I'm just sick I'm sick of having high hopes and then just getting disappointed so uh yeah they they win this division ten and seven, and um they're the only team in this division that makes the playoffs I think. Uh, I just wanted to touch on something quick too. Um, I'm gonna make this short and sweet for everybody. It's the Cowboys. Like that's that's the division. It, it's a really sad answer because I don't believe in the Cowboys at all, Mackie. I wish I could tell you differently, but um, if we're talking about fantasy picks. Like this division's full of them, but I don't like any of these teams as far as I can throw them. Right? I mean, you got a lot of good things going on in Philly. A lot of people have a lot of things to be excited about, but I'm not one of them. I think bringing in AJ Brown was one of the worst things they could have done to this this particular offense. Um, bringing in a bigger uh, a guy that comes in and commands the ball like AJ Brown is going to be something for Jalen Hurts to be able to control. I don't think he's the type of mobile quarterback that's able to feed a, a plethora of people who deservedly get the ball like through the air at least five to ten times a game. Not to mention you have a, a guy at, tight end, at the tight end position in Dallas Goddard who really is good too. He's a very solid player, but um, I don't think Jalen Hurts is that guy whatsoever. Um, I think the Eagles are trending in the right path, but um, especially since that division is so weak, but I, I don't believe in them at all. Um, I don't understand how they have any success outside of their division, and I don't think that's going to continue just because they brought in uh, a guy from Old Miss and um, a, a guy that was drafted after uh, Nikhil Harry in, in his draft, by the way. So let's just keep that in mind. Oh, well, I, I agree with you at some points, but I think A.J. Brown is a really good receiver. There's no denying that. Um, on the other hand, though, you are right. The Eagles are trending in the right direction, but Jalen Hurts isn't that guy. That's why they're Required all those picks in next year's QB heavy draft. There's a lot of big prospects coming up, and I think they're going to look to select one of those quarterbacks to pair with Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, and Dallas Goddard. Pretty good uh, trio on offense. The thing is, I think that the Eagles will sneak in as a wild card this year. They usually do. They that defense, like I said, can keep them in any game. They're in the weakest division. They should have four wins between the Commanders and the uh, and the Giants, and they always played the Cowboys tough. The other thing to think about is we were talking about the Carolina Panthers being a wild card team and having some success. I think the Eagles are a more put together team than them, so they definitely have a shot at um, taking a spot in the wild card this year. But I am agreeing with you guys in keeping the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, as the division winner with Michael Parsons, probably one of the best defensive players in the NFC. 
Oh, well, actually, you know what, though? To be honest with you, I really did forget one thing. That that Eagles team really did bolster their defense. So when we're talking about the division, um, I, I don't believe in it at all. The NFC East is the NFC least, in my opinion. Everybody's terrible. But um, somebody has to win it. And I, I, as I do think it is the Cowboys, that defense did a lot of great work. They brought in um, a lot of different pieces to help bolster up that front Jordan seven. Davis. Jordan Davis is probably the, the – and as a Ravens fan, we got a lot of great people. You know, I want to throw that in there. But Jordan Davis was the best player in that draft, and he's going to prove it at the NFL level for sure. Everybody that passed on him is going to weep and cry every night when they see him on the stat sheet putting up sacks and crazy tackles for lost numbers. He is going to be a problem for sure. And um, that Eagles defense is definitely something I'm going to be excited to watch. Nicobe Dean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and James Bradbury were three offseason acquisitions that go with Darius Slay and Fletcher Cox. Crazy. That's actually crazy. Like That's probably one of the better defenses in the NFC, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm looking at – I placed my one of my divisional winner parlays July 29th. I, had, I got the Eagles at plus 190. So um, I obviously like the Eagles a lot more at plus 190. That's before a couple of these acquisitions that they've made over the past couple of weeks. Uh, throughout training camp but um yeah sitting at the same odds as the cowboys it's kind of like a like we've been saying for most of these divisions a two-team race um i'm gonna go with the eagles i'm gonna i like the upside of what they've done with their team this offseason and i'm gonna stick with the fact that no team has repeated in this division in the past so many years um give me the eagles i had them at one plus 190 i don't love them as much at plus 145 but i'll take it for the sake of the conversation with you guys all on the cowboys that is also a huge thing is that there has never been a repeat winner since like 2003 or whatever it was. It's it was, crazy. That's, it's that's crazy. a great stat. That's a great it's stat like, when you're looking at it. The one Dallas is coming off of winning, so. With the Eagles, I'd be wary of. There's one thing I know with every team, injuries can happen. But the depth on that Eagles team is actually very thin, especially on offense. In years past, they've had a bunch of receivers that could step in and fill that role if Smith or Brown go down. But even at tight end, they have Dallas Goddard, nobody behind them. They have Miles Sanders, who's okay. Nobody behind them. So their depth is, is really showcased if they are to go through a few injuries this year. Absolutely. Yeah, let's jump into our last division. We got the NFC West. Pretty interesting division here with the Los Angeles Rams leading at plus 125. The 49ers at plus 170. Cardinals at plus 360. And the Seahawks coming in at plus 1,500. Huff, you want to start us off here? Yeah, Um I think getting the defending Super Bowl champions, a team that uh, got better, bringing in the additions of guys like Bobby Wagner um, around the defense. They've had, you know, they get another year with Aaron Donald, another year with a guy like Matt Stafford running the offense. You still have Cooper Cup, Cam Akers coming back. I know he has a couple injuries last season, but uh, that Rams team is pretty much mostly coming back. I uh, know that wasn't necessarily the best thing for the Bucks, as they were the team, the Rams were the team that ended up beating them, who was the Bucks, I believe, were the first team to return all 11 starters on both sides of the ball after a Super Bowl. But you look at this Rams team coming off a Super Bowl, as dominant as they were last year in the playoffs throughout all last season, uh, the defense got better, in my opinion, and you're getting them at plus 125 to win this division. Uh, you look around the division, you look at the San Francisco 49ers and what's going on there. Uh, they're kind of switching switching the reins right now, going from Jimmy uh, to Trey Lance, a, a young quarterback that ne not necessarily isn't only unproven at the NFL level, but also only played a handful of games at the college level. And basically, I'm a guy that's high on Trey Lance, and when people ask me, like, what makes you think, like, 
the flat and I'm just like the flashes that you see from this kid are what makes me think he can be great, but he hasn't really proven it at any point. And he's kind of struggled at points throughout this preseason. And I think that's why you see the restructured deal with the with the quarterback like Garoppolo, who's looking like it's he's really gonna end up being a 49er after all under a restructured deal. Uh, you look at the Cardinals at plus three sixty, the, the the suspension to DeAndre Hopkins out for the first six weeks. What can they do at the start of their season? They they lost a guy like Chase Edmonds on the offense. They still have James Conner. Another year with uh, J.J. Watt on the defense, losing Chandler Jones. It's like there's additions and subtractions going everywhere with a lot of these teams. But with Arizona, I think they subtracted more than they gained this offseason, uh, bringing in like Marquise Brown and guys like that we alluded to with Baltimore. But not necessarily too high on Arizona this year. Uh, and then Seattle, Seattle, the with the subtraction of Russ, that kind of puts them out of the conversation, even sitting at plus 1,500. So give me the defending Super Bowl champion Rams at plus 125. Yeah, I I agree with that, honestly. Like, I, I wish I could say um, that I don't. I, I really can't wait to watch the Cardinals. It's going to be really fun to do. Um, like bringing Hollywood Brown, obviously, like I'm going to be very partial to that, so. That's going to be really nice to watch, but and and I always want to buy into that stock, right? Like Kyler Murray is a really good quarterback, but I really just think that um, it, it's not their year yet. It's not their time. 49ers have a lot of improvements to make as far as a young core, but I'm with you guys. I think the Rams are the clear cut pick for this division. I definitely think um, I definitely think the Rams win this division, but I do think the 49ers have a great year. I think that defense is really telling of how that team is. And we saw that that defense basically solely took them to the NFC championship game last year with a quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. So, uh, you know, that, that team has a lot of upside with that defense. Trey Lance, obviously we haven't seen him yet, but he looks pretty good. He's looking pretty good in uh training camp and in preseason as well. So, you know, you got a quarter, a young quarterback coming in like that. You never know what you're going to get. If he has a good year, then I think that team could definitely steal that division from the Rams. Ace, I think you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, he's over there laughing. I don't know what he's laughing about, though. <laughs> I couldn't disagree with you guys any more than all of them. <laughs> That's so wrong. Um, first of all, East Clan's very own Kyler Murray is going to show you that he is the true MVP candidate was for the first half of the season last year. I forgot you're so high no, on Kyler. You sent me the snap the other day. Here he goes. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> you, know how, you know how Sean McVay finally got his ring? Oh, Mr. McVay, the big coach. Well, Cliff Kingsbury needs to earn his due, and I think he's going to do it right now. I don't think they subtracted with the ad of Marquise Brown. Actually, if you look at the stats from last year, Kyler Murray was number two in the NFL in deep ball accuracy, and that's what Marquise Brown has brought in to do, stretch the field. Unlike Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray can throw the ball too. And then on the other hand, you know how Kyler Murray doesn't play well in the second half of the year when the new game drops? Well, I think all the backlash he faced this year is going to spur him to do that. He's a true winner, like he says. From Texas, high school, college, NFL, he wins football games. He's going to show this year that he does that still. He's got to prove it because that's a pretty legit stat. Another point, when he starts trending down in the second half of the year, oh, wait, DeAndre Hopkins, arguably a top three receiver in the NFL, gets inserted right back into your offense. So I think they have a lot. James Conner, pro bowler last year, one of the best running backs in the league. They have a lot of options that they can do. That defense got a year older. Guys like Isaiah Simmons are starting to come on. I think at plus 360, that's great value, considering there's so many question marks at the most important position in San Francisco. Also, that defending champion team, is a little bit different. They've lost some pieces, and their 
main piece, Matt Stafford, is coming off of an arm injury, shoulder injury. I mean, if there was ever an injury to avoid as a quarterback, it might be that one. So I'm eager to see how that plays out. Wait, I, so did you say you were, that's your pick for the division is the Cardinals? Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals for sure. So how do you think they do in their first, what would you say, he's out for five weeks? How do you think they fare in those first five weeks? I'll let you know. Wait, I just because I just wanted to I wanted to just get Alex's like take on this too. Really, before quick. you say that, you're talking about the early season trend line without De, without DeAndre Hopkins. It's like a known fact that Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury performed better in the first half of the year. That's why I wouldn't even. Yeah, win. that's that's so that's what I'm about to ask you though. So wait, before you go, before you go here, week one they play in Arizona against the Chiefs. Do you think they win that game? That's gonna be a shootout. I think they do. I don't think the Chiefs defense can hang. Jesus. Okay, so then they play. Against the Raiders in Las Vegas. Mm, I'll take the Raiders in that game. Then they play against the Rams in Arizona. Take- I had the Cardinals starting out 0-3. Oh. Yeah, I think so too, Huff. I think so too. And you then look- and then they and then they get and then they get to go to Carolina and play the Panthers. Yeah, but I don't think the Panthers are even close to that team. But still, though, and then you play. That'll the be a Eagles, that'll be a prove it game. Sure. That'll be a prove it game for, for the Panthers. I think they'll come out of that first pitch two and one. Cliff Kingsbury's record going back to Texas Tech is almost on. Even Texas Tech and his first few years in the NFL is like almost undefeated in the first half of the year. Him and Kyler Murray, that tandem is electric at the beginning. So it's nice that they get to play those tough games right away. I don't know about that. I'd rather play him with DeAndre Hopkins for sure. But like, I mean, I get what you're saying because like it's not a it's that's not a gimme game for the Chiefs. But um, I mean, it's nice had, to have two of those three at home. Yeah, that's true. I definitely agree with that, but I don't know. That's a tall order to ask. That defense is actually a lot more underrated than you think. And like I said before, though, they're getting old. They're a year older. All of the playmakers on that defensive side of the ball are young. All righty, let's run through some win totals. We're going to run through every team real quick. Just go through Huff, Ace, Anthony, see what they think over-under for each team. Let's get rolling. The first up, we got the Arizona Cardinals. They're over-under sitting at 8.5. Go ahead, boys. What do you think? Over. 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 Good stuff there. That over sitting at minus 110. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons. They're over under sitting at 4.5. That over sitting at minus 120. Huff, what are you thinking? Over. Over. Under. Anthony being the stray dog. With Do you the think under. they sit at 4? I, I honestly think they got three. I don't think there's. I don't see okay. them more than three games. Okay. Under four and a half, sitting at plus one hundred there for the Falcons. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens over under sitting at ten and a half. The over at plus one hundred. The under at minus one twenty. Over. 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 Good stuff there. Plus money. I like that. Next up, Buffalo Bills over under at eleven and a half. Over favored heavily at minus one thirty five. Over. Under. Over. 11. Ace thinks 11. Carolina Panthers over under 6.5. Under. Over. Over. The brothers going with the over, over at plus 105. I don't like that pick. I went through their schedule and it was hard. I know we're not really giving takes on this, but I don't like that pick. I have them sitting at 6 and 11. And if McCaffrey's healthy, they're the way better. Saints. Saints news yeah. Both games? You think they? You think the Saints sweep? No, no, no. I had the I had them split with the Saints, swept by the Bucks, split with the uh, Falcons. I had them. I had Falcons beating them at home. I don't think so. Like, like the Falcons maybe, win on their home so. field. I think that might be one of the Falcons wins, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I know what you mean. They stink. They stink. Chicago. Go ahead, Chicago. 
Next up, the Chicago Bears over under sitting at five and a half. Under. 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 The under for that is at plus 125. Some pretty good money there. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals over under nine and a half. The over sitting at minus 130 and the under at plus 110. I don't like it, but over. Under. Oh, I don't like it either, but over. 10 and 7. Ten yeah, and seven. I guess so. That. that sucks, but I think so too. Ten. Alrighty, staying in Ohio, the Cleveland Browns over under 8.5. Under. 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 I have them going 7 and 10, but 4 and 2 with Deshaun Watson and the season, so that shows you how shitty I have them starting out. Who do they get? Do you remember when it's Watson tough. comes back? Well, I mean, they start back in Houston. He has a divisional cool. game against. Um, he plays a Ravens, and he played. I had a loss against the Ravens. No, I had a loss yeah. against the Ravens, and I had a loss against who was the other team? They have another tough AFC battle end of the season. Maybe it's the Rams. Did they play you guys? The, no, we get. I think we. No, maybe you're. Yeah, I think it's one of us. I had. The, it's at home though. I have Watson beating us in Cleveland. I have him, you guys beating him, so that's one and one. And then they play like the Jets, someone else, Ace. I don't know if you're pulling up their schedule, but the last six games are with Watson. You know what, though? I hate to tell you this, Huff, but I think the Steelers beat them, and I don't think it's good at all. Like for the for the Browns, I don't think that game's good at all. I think Deshaun Watson gets embarrassed by that Steelers defense. We can keep going. I'm not like high on Watson. No, no, Me you're either. good. I'm not high on Watson either, so yeah, I, that's why. I, seven and ten is best case scenario. Yeah. To the Texans. I think the Texans are underrated. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him lose to the Texans, but I don't think he's going to. crazy, though? I didn't say this earlier. I always thought the Browns were at their best with the good old line when they just hammered Chubb all game, and now that Watson yep. for a while, they might actually have a better offense with just giving the ball to Chubb and Hunt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thank like, you going, though. My bad. I, I was just t- more talking through that because I thought it was a cool point. I wanted to hear it off that. They don't give Chubb the ball enough with Baker. If you too much, maybe they'll have to give him the ball with Brissett, right? Yeah. Oh, they'll have to. All right, hold up one sec. Huff has to move his car real quick. What was I going to okay. say? I think they don't trade Kareem Hunt either. Who's going to take him? What do you trade? What do you get for that? The second round pick. No. No. Not for a running back. How old is he? 27? 26, maybe. No way. He's older than that. He's a, he'd be a top 15 running back, I think. You don't think so? Yeah, Cream Hunt's 27. He's a what? If he started on his own team, like say he started for the uh, Eagles, he would be a top 15 running back. Yeah. I don't think that's too difficult either, though. Where do you, where do you put Chase Edmonds? Like 22, randomly off the top of my head. Okay, good stuff there. Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, over under, nine and a half. Over, ten and seven. I agree. Under. Oof, I'm going to say over. I like the over there, but it is minus 135. Oof. The Hard Knocks Detroit Lions, over under, six and a half. Under. Under, that's a tough line. Under. That under sitting at plus 105. I would yeah, like that to. Sit, I'd like them sitting at like four and a half, and I take yeah, the over for win five. Wins. Yeah, 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 me too. I, I like that too. They're gonna go six and eleven. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers over under ten and a half. Mm. Over. Under. Under. 
not too bad there. I think I'm going with the over, but the over is minus 160, the under mm. at plus 135. Houston Texans over under four and a half. Over. Over, hammer. Uh, I'm going to say under. I think wow. under, but like, I'd probably bet the over, but I think it's going to be under. I think they win three games. Anthony, that is plus 100 for the under, over sitting at minus 120. Indianapolis Colts over under is nine and a half. Over, I think they win the division. Over, that's easy. Over because they win the division. Minus 160 for that over. I just think they win at least 11 games. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars over under six and a half. Over. Under easily. Over. Seven. Seven and ten. They're going to win three games. They're going to be. That under is favorited at minus 135. Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs over under sitting at ten and a half. Mm, another tough division. Over. They get eleven. They get ten. Over. Alrighty. Pretty even there. Minus one fifteen for the over, minus one oh five for the under. Over the Raiders, over under sitting at eight and a half. Over. 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 Yeah, I like the over here. Over sitting at minus 115. And the Chargers over 10. It is it is solid 10 on FanDuel. Push. I'll take it. Push. Yeah, push. I think they win three yeah, games. I, I, I would bet seven. the over, but I'm I, it's gonna be they're gonna get ten. No, they might they might they could win the division, I think, so they have a chance. They could get twelve. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The the upside is worth betting the over, but I think they end the, I think they end with ten wins. Yeah, that's their four. Staying in LA, the Rams ten and a half. Over, I think they win the division. They're they, they're coming third in the division, second, third. Yeah, though I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be over too. Like, I hate to say that. Minus one ten there. Minnesota Vikings coming in over under nine and a half. Under nine. Over. Under. Minus one ten there as well. New England Patriots. What do you boys think? We're going to start with Anthony here. Eight and a half. Oof. I'm going to say, I think they win nine games. I think they win nine games. We're going with the over. I'll take the over. I'm going nine or ten. Over. I have them nine and eight. And just to be specific, I already said this. Two and one against the Dolphins. 0 and two against the Bills. Two and zero against the Jets. Over nines across the board. Sitting at minus 115. New Orleans Saints over under eight and a half. Under eight. Under, like, six. Under, yeah. I think, like, seven games. Minus 110 there for that over under eight. Giants over under seven and a half. Under. Under, that's free. That's the easiest under. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Why is it seven and a half? What's that? That means. What's the odds on that? I'll bet that right now. Under seven and a half is minus 145. That's the best. Wow. Yeah. Give me over my. At plus 125. Yeah, give me that. 125. Seven and a half. Can you take an alternate under three and a half? Plus, probably. Yeah, it's probably like plus 200, and that's it. Yeah. Staying in New York, the New York Jets over under five and a half. Under. What are the lines on that? Please state your pick. <laughs> Six. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the Jets too, but I'm going to go with half. I think under. 
at five and a half over sitting at minus 145 and under at plus 125. Wow, I changed my bet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) Wow. Moving down to PA, the Philadelphia Eagles over under sitting at nine and a half. Over. Hmm. I think they get nine. Under. But they could they could perform well. I have them winning the division, so I'm going over. I think they, they get ten. It's either nine or ten. That's a great line. I'm going to say the over. I think they get in as a wild card with ten. Under, and I think I think the line's going to be pretty good for that too. What is it? I like over ten. But the line is over nine and a half minus one forty five under plus one twenty five. Staying in PA, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the hometown boys for Huff and I, over under seven and a half. Huff, what do you think? Over. Under. Sorry, Huff. Under. I'm an over guy, so we're splitting there. Over is minus one oh five, the under at minus one fifteen. Wow. San Francisco 49ers over under sitting at nine and a half. Nine and a half? Correct. Under. How many games did Mac Jones win as a rookie? Ten. And Trey Lance has a better team around him, so I'm going to say over. I'm going to say under. The odds on that over at minus 160, the under at plus 135. Yeah, I like that. Seattle Seahawks, no rust this year, over under at five and a half. I think that's tough. Under. Oh, easy. Yeah, I think it's five. Five, five. Oh, they, they, five. They're not. They're not as bad as everyone's making it out to seem, but they're no, not going to win five. You want to hear my thought? I think that they are as bad as they think they are, but I think they'll want to get even worse in part ways with guys like Metcalf or Lockett. Yeah, that's what I mean. They still have dudes that can put they'll play. They'll ensure that they get a top pick in the draft next year. They want one of the big quarterbacks. They're going to finish in the bottom three of the league. It's going I to think be, they win. Yeah, I think they win three games. It's going to be yeah. Jaguars, Giants, and. Bears Seahawks. and them. Seahawks, yeah. I think the three worst teams are Bears, Seahawks, and um, who's the other one that we were talking about? Giants or Giants? Giants. Giants. Next up, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay. Bu- Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at eleven and a half. <laughs> Under. Over. Over. One seed. Yeah. The, the, the overs. The over sitting at plus 125. The under sitting at minus 145. Wow. And the Tennessee Titans over under sitting at nine and a half. Over. Under. Under. I think them and the Titans both go over. I think the Titans missed the playoffs. I think the Colts are the only. All right, I think the Colts and the Titans both go over. Mm. Colts are the only playoff team, I think. Yeah, me too. The over there sitting at plus 115 and the under at minus 135. And finally, the Washington Commanders over under coming in at 8.5. Under. Yeah, under. I think they won seven games, six or seven games. That's a good season if they win six or seven games. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they have a bad year. I just think, because I actually think Carson Wentz is going to do all right there. And that over sitting at plus 145, the under at minus 170. That's going to wrap up our win totals. What do you want to do next? Let's just do – you guys just want to jump right into Super Bowl picks? Yeah. Do you want to do conference and then Super Bowl? Our players. Good call. All righty. That's going to wrap up our win totals for the evening. Let's jump into some Super Bowl picks. Let's get everybody's idea of what they're thinking for the Super Bowl. 
I'm going to round out the top uh, the top 10 here. We've got the Buffalo Bills at plus 600. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 750. Kansas City Chiefs at plus 1,000. Los Angeles Rams at plus 1,100. The Packers at plus 1,200. The Chargers at plus 1,400. 49ers at plus 1,600. Broncos at plus 1,700. Eagles at plus 2,000. Ravens and Cowboys also at plus 2,000. What are we thinking here? Ace, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start us off here. Um, I'm thinking three in the top of my mind, but that's all right, because when you play darts, they give you three shots, so I'll give you three. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens first. I alluded to that earlier um, with the AFC North predictions. I think this is the best roster that they've had in the Lamar Jackson era. Um, I think if they can stay healthy, obviously every health is an issue for every team, so you can't even look at that, really. I know last year was a devastating year for them. But this is the best team they've had around them. They have a Super Bowl winning coach. And you got to think Lamar Jackson is going to win one. And I think that comes this year. Um, and if I were to stay away from that, the only reason I would be is because of injury issues. But I think that line is going to keep getting lower and lower as the year goes on. They start winning games and proving that they're the best team in that division. I know they're in a tough division. That's probably why the line is so high. But I'd say the Ravens, it's the only one I've actually locked in so far this year. I did it at the beginning of August, is the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. And like I said, three darts, three picks. My other two, um, the other pick I have, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. That seems like an easy pick, but how you count the guy out? I mean, he's always there. And what is this his last year? He just came out of retirement. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks. And my last pick, I had it. It is the Oakland, well, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think Derek Carr, it's not really a Matt Stafford situation like last year because it's not the quarterback coming in. But I'm going to say it's something new that happens right away. They have veterans in McDaniels. This isn't his first rodeo head coaching a team now. He's done that before. He's been to all the Super Bowls. He knows how to manage everything. He brought his depth guys with him. You reunited Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I think that's going to be prolific. Darren Waller is a mismatch. And Hunter Renfro, how do you cover all of those guys? They have Josh Jacobs. They have the two edge rushers. You get enough heat from the outside. that They don't need to worry about that weak defensive backcourt. Um, I think McDaniels is going to have them believing that they're a good team, and when they showcase that and win the AFC West, then they can go on and make it to the Super Bowl. I think those are my three picks. So in that order, I'll say Ravens, Bucks, Raiders, with some good value on the first and third. Yeah, um, I'll do. I'll do kind of the same thing you did. I'll do. I'll give you three. So um, I'll start with the one that I like is like a value pick. Um, you kind of alluded to it. One of them be, is being the Ravens. I think I kind of said it earlier on. I think this is Lamar's year, contract year. MVP, could have a second MVP, maybe a serious playoff run, Super Bowl appearance. I think this is, like you said, Ace, the year that he gets it done. Um, it's going to be tough, but sitting at plus 2,000, that's a value pick. 20-1, to 1, you get a team to win the Super Bowl. Um, the favor to win the division Obviously, it's not the easiest division, but the Ravens are obviously, I think we all, yeah, we did all pick them to win. I'm not saying that means it's going to happen, but um, I like the Ravens. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Um, sliding up a little bit, I do like the odds on the Chargers at 14-1. Uh, to 1. So the thing with them is, obviously, there's a lot of hype around them bringing in guys on the defensive side of the ball, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, the things that we've gone over. Um, but I do like the Chargers' odds at 14-1. to 1. Uh, I did see the Broncos were slipping a little bit to 17. Um, I think it might take a year for things to get to work in Denver with Russ, but 
17 to 1 good odds there not saying that's one of my picks i do like the chargers better at 14 to 1 my thing with the chargers that i probably won't bet that though is i'm not big on brandon staley as a head coach in the nfl i don't think he's one of the elite head coaches that you're going to be talking about year in and year out uh that you're like oh yeah the chargers got herbert but oh who's calling plays in his year just or you know what i mean uh what's his name brandon staley i can't even remember his name but I do like the odds on them with all the, the skill players that they have on both sides of the ball. And um, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'll take the favorite, the Buffalo Bills. I don't I don't even want to explain it. It's for every reason that everyone's all already heard. Well, I mean, hey, if, we're, if we're picking – I can't hear you, Ace. Things. Ace, you're muted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. I was going to say, like I said earlier, the 2022 Summer Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And it's like it's like every year I get sold on that, and it's like they're gonna be there. So put it that way: if you can get a team that's gonna be at least in the divisional round at plus six hundred to win the Super Bowl, and all they have to do is win two more games to at least get there, it's worth the it's worth the shot. Because that time of year, you're gonna get that the Buffalo Bills are gonna be arguably the top seed in the AFC, if not second. And if they're in the divisional round, they're gonna be at home playing the Bengals, you know what I mean? Some One thing I team... can't do is I can't argue their roster. Their roster is one of the best. Teams. That's what I mean. And getting them at 6-1, to one, a team that you know is going to be there, guaranteed to make the playoffs in my opinion. There's no guarantees, but it's about as close to a guarantee as you can get barring injury. Can I bring... And getting them I at 6-1 mentioned... to one, I think is worth it. A stat I mentioned earlier, um, I actually saw it the other day. Josh Allen's 0-3 in road playoff games. So you know what that means? It's very important for him to make sure he gets the top seed this year if he wants to actually win the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're talking about value, honestly, and we're talking about my Super Bowl pick. Let me just think for a second. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I think, um, obviously, uh, I'm sure you all are holding your breath on that one, but uh, at the value that you're getting it, Lamar Jackson has the tools and the capability to take his team far in the playoffs, and I think this year is the year he goes all the way. Pound for pound, that defense is going to be one of the best in the NFL. We got Marlon Humphrey coming back, Marcus Peters. They have the names. They have the talent. And to go along with it, they bolstered up the defensive line. Patrick Queen, I think, is going to have a big year. Um, I think all systems go for Baltimore. Uh, I'm sorry, Huff, but they're going to run away with this one. I think um, it's going to be the Ravens. And um, I I wish I had a a better take to give you guys because I'm sure – Podcast-wise, you don't want to hear me pick my favorite team, but it's the Ravens. This is the te- This is the year. This is it. Lamar Jackson's getting paid, and he's going to do it with some new bling on his hands. So give me Baltimore at plus 2,000. It would be a damn shame if he doesn't get that ring this year and he ends up in Miami. All right. I think that's all the time we have for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Solid picks across the board. Huff, why don't you introduce some of the player props that we're looking at for this season? Uh, yeah, we're going to take a look at some of the uh, season awards for uh, the players, like MVP, all that kind of fun stuff. So um, we'll get right into it with the um, regular season MVP. Josh Allen is going to come in as the favorite. I'll kind of just get rip through maybe like the top five, and then if there's anyone specific that you guys want to hear the odds on, just let me know, and I'll tell you the odds. I'll keep it pulled up. So Josh Allen's going to come in as the odds-on favorite for the MVP at seven to one. Mahomes eight to one. Tom Brady eight to one. Justin Herbert nine to one. Rogers ten to one. Um, you guys want to start on that? I don't, 
It's up to yeah, you. Yeah, you, 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 you think you could get one more uh, guy's line for me? Yeah, who? Who do you think? Plus 2,000. Plus 2,000. If you guys want to make money this year in, in football, bet Lamar Jackson to be the MVP. He's going to need to get paid. He's going to do it all himself. Plus 2,000 is not money. I am going to create an account at whatever place I can to put in a bet. Plus 2,000 for Lamar Jackson to win MVP. Hit record on your podcast thing. Call up a, the bank. Go to your girlfriend for money. Whatever you need to do to get a bet placed on Lamar Jackson to win MVP. Get it done. And you're going to have to thank me later. And you, you owe the podcast a subscription too. So. Hey, Haas, where are you recording from right now? Baltimore, Rhode Island, actually. Oh, I was just figuring out how I could get the fantasy land. <laughs> Ace, you want to cut in? Is there anyone else? Do you want no, to? You, I mean, you know yeah. what the funny part is? Is he kind of agrees too? I can't wait to hear how he says. Honestly, I like Lamar Jackson. On, on two people, actually, they're both actually three people. It's all going to be out west because I think whoever can duel their way to the toughest division in football might reign supreme. So let me hear the odds on Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Mahomes and. You might as well tell me Wilson too. Mahomes. All right, so we'll go through the AFC West. Mahomes eight to one. Herbert nine to one. Um, Russ fourteen to one, and Derek Carr twenty five to one. Yeah, I see. I think what are the numbers that Carr and Adams put up in college, and now he has Renfro and Waller with him. He has one of the best offensive minds of the past twenty years, who has six Super Bowl rings. Showcase for it with Josh McDaniels. Um, he added. He has Josh Jacobs. He added. Guys like uh, Brandon Bolden, they drafted Zamir White. Um, I think there's some other Brian Edwards, and maybe on the outside they have some other prolific playmakers on that side of the ball. And like I said before, if he's going to win this division, he's going to have to put up points. Is there a defense really in Kansas City that I'm worried about? Not at all. You know it's going to be a shootout with him and Mahomes. He's going to have a shootout with Wilson. He'll have a shootout with Herbert too. So my pick is him to win the division, him to win the Super Bowl. In that case, he's going to have to win the MVP too, I think. And those odds are great for him right there. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick right with you. I'm gonna. Th- I like the value on both of your guys' picks. Lamar Jackson at plus two thousand and Derek Carr plus twenty five to one. Um, a guy like I said, I'm looking at. I do like the capabilities of maybe Mahomes on a, a eight to one. I'm looking more at the top of the list. I'm looking at like, like you said, Mahomes. If he can come out of that division, uh, I know it's like he is a team. He's the Chiefs are a team like you said. If they're gonna win games, and if he, what'd you say? You'll have to do it himself. Exactly, and that that's going to put him in the MVP race. So, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily looking at like a Tom Brady, no discount to him, but like I feel like his kind of like MVP days are where he's like carrying the team himself or over. It's like more of a system thing, and he's just the best person for the job. Go ahead, Ace. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, do you think Patrick Mahomes, I mean, we've all said he's the next great Tom Brady or whatever it is. Well, when, whenever Brady was counted out, he usually came back and had the best year of his career. Mahomes had a yeah. down year for himself last year, and everybody's counting the Chiefs out and worried about everything else going on. Maybe he just puts his head down and actually uses the weapons he has. Juju, Valdez, Scantling, Sky Moore, Hardman, Kelsey, um, Pacheco, Edwards, Hilaire. It's the defense, but if Mahomes is going to get it done, he's going to have to do it himself. So, Yeah. So... Um... Uh, you want to get into, would you rather move into Rookie of the Year's or Defensive Player of the Year? Defensive Player of the Year. 
All right, we'll go right into Defensive Player of the Year. I'll do the top five. Miles Garrett plus 700. TJ Watt plus 800. Aaron Donald plus 900. Micah Parsons plus 1,000. And Nick Bosa coming in at plus 1,400. Give me TJ, 8-1. to Back-to-back. Back. Should be three-time. Not a homer pick. Not at all. Should be three-time, though. I know who my pick's going to be. I said it earlier in the episode. It's going to be Michael Parsons. What's going on the next one? Paul, so you're thinking something like Khalil Mack with the help of Bosa and then like Chandler Jones with the help of Max Crosby. Guys with like a yeah. rat can get their numbers inflated. Yeah, Khalil Mack, have... Khalil Mack is plus four thousand. You know what though? Honestly, like throw a few dollars on Khalil Mack and then thank me later too. Because like Alex, like alluding to what you just said, he's been a pass rusher that's done it all on his own. So I mean, like now that he's got a guy like Bosa on the other side, huh? He might see less double teams. The key isn't on him. All he's gonna exactly. So I mean, like I, I, when you're picking things like defensive player of the year this early in the year, I don't know. I'm doing $15 on Nikola Mack. I'm taking Micah Parsons. Um, a few reasons for that. He showcased it last year. He's very young, very explosive. He's the one of the only big playmakers on that defense. And let's not forget, he's in the worst division in football where he can eat and put up numbers. I think Micah Parsons, like, he deserved it last year, and he showcases it and gets it again, tries it away from Aaron Donald. Maybe even a Chase Young, too. Let me just say that, too, so just in case it happens, you guys can be like, damn. You might want Anthony's to say the comeback player of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, so let me look here. He's a comeback player of the year. That's the tough thing yeah. to pull out injury. Chase Young's 4,000 as well, so. Hmm. I don't know. You don't think of DB? Is there any DBs that come to mind? We all said pass rushers. Anybody can think of a DB that would steal the show, like a Trayvon Diggs or something? Derwin James. Derwin James is the favorite as a defensive back at plus 4,000. What about uh, who's probably top corner? You got like maybe Denzel Ward, obviously Ramsey. Ramsey, 4,000. JC Jackson, 5,000. JC Jackson's going to have a down year. His peak was as a Patriot, I think. Patrick yeah. Sertan, first, or a big yeah. corner with the Broncos, plus 6,000. Wow. I like that. That's weird. Jair Alexander, like 6,000. Yeah, so... The, but, so, all right, so uh, here, I'll do the... I'll read the odds for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Derrick Henry, plus 440. James Jameis Winston, plus 500. Brian Robinson, plus 750. Christian McCaffrey, plus 950. Baker Mayfield, plus 1,400. I got McCaffrey, 950. I got McCaffrey, 950, too. That was the first yeah, thing. Give me, I think Derrick Henry's going to win it, but I don't know. I, I think that's the thing. Derrick Henry's going to pop over 2,000 yards. Yeah, and there's nobody else there to take the ball from him, so just keep feed the king. He's due to break that record of uh, most yards in a year. They got the extra game now. It could be this year. All right. Yeah, I got McCaffrey. So uh, what's next? NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kenny Pickett plus 900. George Pickens plus 900. Damian Pierce plus 1,100. Chris Olave plus 1,100. Brees Hall plus 1,200. Sky Moore plus 1,200. There's a, Pickett. There's a name that comes to my uh, Pickett. He doesn't even have the starting job though, does he? No, I'm, 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 I'm it's, I'm, in my opinion, if Pickett, if he hasn't even named the starting job yet, but barring to what you said, if they go to Trubisky, I think my pick for rookie of the year is going to be Pickens. 
But if they go to Pickett, I'll, I'll take him because it's going to go to a quarterback. It's tough, though. You should make that call sooner or later if you truly think Pickett's going to take the job. Because if you take the odds before he gets named starter, they're probably a lot better than when he's named. It's going to go to it's going to go to like six hundred if he's the starter. He's going to be the mm-hmm. favorite. You want to know who I'd look at though? Where's Traylon Burks? The only guy that's in front of him for targets is a thirty-year-old Robert Woods coming off of an ACL tear. Fourteen hundred. Ryan Tannehill isn't as bad as we say that. I know everybody's all intrigued with Malik Willis, but Ryan Tannehill is a playoff quarterback veteran quarterback who can throw the ball with Derrick Henry back. It opens up the play action. Traylon Burks was drafted to be A.J. Brown's replacement. Big receiver. I, I'd take Traylon Burks. Yeah. I like, your, I like your logic, Alex. I just don't agree. Like, I, I mean, yeah, but, like, no, I don't think uh, – Ryan Tannehill couldn't do it with Julio. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Really not that Julio's even not that Julio's even good, but like AJ Brown, I don't like, I, I don't think I don't think it's Traylon Burks. I honestly like Brees Hall, but we don't even need to go into that. I just think I like Brees Hall a lot. All right. Defensive rookie of the year. We will get into top five. Aiden Hutchinson plus four twenty. Kayvon Thibodeau plus seven fifty. Kyle Hamilton plus one thousand. Trayvon Walker plus eleven 1, hundred. Ahmad Gardner plus fourteen hundred. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I wish they would have put that in there. I didn't even recognize him with that without sauce. You know what's crazy? Honestly, I love Kyle Hamilton. I think he's gonna have a nuts here. But my pick for defensive rookie of the year is your boy Sauce. I I think he's gonna go nuts at the NFL level. He is just insane type of athlete, different type of player. Um, I think it, it's gonna be an offense. He's gonna play in a defense where he's gonna see quarterbacks trying to do too much and Tua and Mac Jones. Um, and I think he even might eat a little bit against Josh Allen. While I'd love to see Kyle Hamilton win that award, I just think it's going to be sauce. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Hutchinson. Four twenty. I, th- I just think he's the best guy on this list. I think that um, there's two names that come to mind. I think uh, that are going to make an impact right away. Um, Thibodeau. You guys talked about the Jaguars. You know, making a, a push for a more wins. You took them on their over total wins. You took them in the division. You mentioned their value. Someone like Thibodeau is going to need to step in right away and have it. Trayvon Walker. Oh yeah, Trayvon Walker. Yeah. The wrong guy. I'm an idiot. But yeah, the edge the edge rusher. Um, you can cut that. But the edge rusher for them, I like him. Um, I don't think you're thinking Quavon Charleston. Yeah, that's why I was thinking the name like that. But no, I'm thinking the edge rusher on the uh, Jaguars top pick is going to have to make an impact right away. I don't know. I'm not too big on any of the defensive guys. Cornerbacks. Tough. Yeah, like I, this isn't a this isn't something I'll be taking. So it's like more just for the conversation. But well, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for the season awards and all that stuff. Unless you guys got anything else you want to get into, that's kind of it for all the futures I got. I'm trying to get into dinner. That's for sure. I'm fucking starving. Yeah. I got going anyways. But yeah, that's gonna do it for week zero. Stay tuned for all of our futures bets that we end up posting on. All of our various social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you, I guess, choose to be. I guess we haven't really been consistently posting them on uh, certain platforms versus others, but definitely going to want to stay tuned on all the social media platforms and make sure you're getting our picks out with us if you're going to be riding with us throughout the NFL season. Other than that, not much else coming from me. Going to get into some of these headlines here uh, next in the next episode. Going to have two episodes this week, so... Ended up having this episode get split up a little bit, having a little bit of a confusion with uh, some schedule coordinating with between us. Uh, but we definitely still wanted to get something out. And with the product that we had put together, it got a little little longer. So we ended up splitting it up into two episodes. Going to have two episodes this week. 
uh, one to talk about the futures bets, which is going to be this one. And then we will have another one to go over our normal headlines and everything like that for the week. Yeah, but with that being said, we'll see you guys, I guess, in the next episode, not necessarily next week. So, yeah, see you soon. Yeah, great episode, week zero in the books. Getting, getting excited for football. Stay tuned for that, and yeah, let's get after it. Yeah, just want to thank everybody again for having me. I'm very happy to be a part of the podcast now, uh, part of the team officially. So just saying, check back in. We have more guests on the way. A lot more great content coming at you and lock in some of those futures. Um, that was a good time. The value is going to change as the year goes on. So be ready to roll for the NFL season coming up next week. Looking forward to it. They said it best. Good stuff. See you guys next time. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.